everybody. Welcome to episode 26 of the Sonic Talk, where it's going to be all about the Sega Genesis today. Uh, with me today, of course, is um, Alex Peel, a.k.a. Knuckles87. Say Hi. hello, Alex. And from Sonic Revolution, one of my dear friends here, uh, Shane Edwards. Say hi, hi there. And from Sega itself is our, our dear friend Aaron Weber. Say hi, Aaron. Hey, good to be here. All righty. Um, so first up would be uh, what you've been playing. Um, who wants to go first? I've been playing Infamous Second Son. As yeah. have I. Yeah, I got that one. Finally, a great game on the PS4. Took him took him about five months, but uh, they got one. <laughs> yeah, of course I'm talking about exclusive, so shut up about Metal Gear. Of course that that's also right. about two hours of gameplay for thirty bucks. So I don't, maybe you don't need to shut up about Metal Gear. <laughs> okay, but um, yeah, I was uh, I did try Infamous One and Two, and I just couldn't get into it, and I didn't know what what it was that was keeping me. And I think what it, a lot of that is is the Character Cole himself was just kind of like a boring character. Yeah. There wasn't a lot to him. But Delson, I really like Delson. He's a, you know, he's he's a real nice kid, but he's got you know a, quite a bit of attitude to him, and it's it's a good way to write the character so he can go like either way, uh, good or bad side. Yeah. So depending on what kind of powers you want, plus uh, the story make, it makes you want to progress the story when you got a really nasty villain like Augustine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's kind of it's a little bit X Men in the way that they're born with their powers basically now the conduits. So and, and he's kind of bringing these other conduits together. So it's very very kind of X Men. Yeah, the thing about the games with morality systems in general is that your character has to be a your character is typically a, a blank slate. You know they have to they they that's 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 the route that most developers tend to take. And you know in, in games like Fable and uh, Elder Scrolls. The main character doesn't even talk, so so there's 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 really just nothing going on. Your character is only whoever you make him out to be, but uh, yeah, Second Son actually has kind of an engaging character, so that's definitely helped me beat it. But what really what what I really enjoy about it is the uh, the powers. I never really cared for the electric powers in the original Infamous, but I love the powers in a. And Second Son, especially Neon, man, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, I just got video right now. Oh wow, that's I'm way ahead sweet. of you. The, the, <laughs> the campaign is kind of short though, but that's kind of to be to be expected from a launch game for a launch window game. Well, with an open world, you also want to go around and check yeah, out all the side you, missions. Even with that, I mean, most of the side missions don't really have much to them. Some of them is just like using your phone to find an audio file or blowing up a camera. Yeah. Right, the graphics are absolutely yeah, gorgeous great. too, especially with the lighting in certain areas. When it's like dusk and you can just see light breaking on certain areas, and if you put your character in that exact same area, and the light just breaks perfectly in the same way. Yeah, it looks great. For, it just it just looks, looks great for an open world game. Though I will say that, uh, though I will say to all the Xbox One haters out there that Rise is still the best looking game on the next generation <laughs> consoles right now. Man, there's been a lot of Xbox One sales this month. They're really trying to push to get yeah, the X- uh, NPRs to get to get themselves above uh, PS4 this month. I mean. There's some places that have had Titanfall for down not to 450, and I'm not getting that. Yeah, now there's a um, 
there's a sale, I guess, on Amazon where you could get an Xbox One with a Forza code for three ninety nine, the same price as a PS4. Mm. Yeah, Xbox One's kind of boned right now. I Although think. that may that might be over right now. Um, anything else? Um, well, yeah, I've been playing some Genesis games and stuff, of course, of course. I've been so busy with things and so tired with things that I haven't had much time to write about Genesis stuff, but, you know, <laughs> I've, I've been playing some uh, Panorama Cotton and uh, some Duke Nukem 3D for the Sega Genesis. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised when he told me about that. I'm like, wait a minute, there was a Duke Nukem 3D on Sega Genesis? <laughs> Ends up it was like a, I guess a Brazilian. I've, one I've, or I've been playing them on this on this neat little device called the uh, Mega EverDrive, which is this Genesis cartridge that that you can plug SD cards into, and with that you can play Genesis games, Master System games, and 32X games on any Genesis enabled on any 32X enabled Genesis. It's really cool, as well as imports, of course. Hey, um. As far as myself, uh, besides uh, Infamous Second Son, I've been playing, uh, let me see, Pac-Man Museum on the PS3, which is actually a bit of a disappointment, considering the it's got a good list of games, but the, the emulation itself is a little bit off. For some reason, certain uh, sounds are much louder than others, and the uh, games themselves feel a little bit off. Plus, the worst thing is the way they're framing your screen for, like, Pac-Man or Miss Pac-Man is that they're just adding all this chunks of framing so that it brings your actual gameplay screen down to about 25% of the TV or less. And it, it's really jarring, and I don't know why they're doing that. They're even doing that to uh, Pac-Man Battle Royal, which is coming in for the first time in the game. And The oddest thing, though, is you press triangle to pause the <laughs> game. Which I don't know why they would do that. Why? But, uh, yeah, like, why? I'm like, isn't that what the start button is for? They're being creative. They're they're they're, they're yeah. letting their creativity flow. Plus, it's an absolute shame that Pac-Man Battle Royale isn't online playable. It's only local four-player co-op. And speaking of Namco, I can't believe they 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 they're closing down Shifty Look. That is so disappointing. I was I was slowly becoming a Namco fan because of uh, their funny web comics, but nope. Yeah, my um. My husband had an extensive rant on that on his radio show a couple of weeks ago, and. It was pretty extensive, so. <laughs> I was just getting into that <laughs> site, too. The only other thing I've been playing is I tried out two uh, Sega demos, actually, in, from a Japanese PSN account. Tried the, the Eden era of Yakuza, even though I hardly knew what I was doing, because <laughs> there's, of course, no... Mm-hmm. Everything's in Japanese, the text and everything. But I was able to make it through the demo, and that one was all right. It feels a little weird that instead of like having a fighting engine, you're using samurai swords and a gun. Samurai swords I can understand, but a, a gun would kind of make it one-sided <laughs> in real life. Uh, is the gun that giant uh, cannon? That giant? Uh... No, no, no. It's just a regular oh. pistol. You, it's like, in, okay, you know in Yakuza, somebody goes up to you and wants to get into a fight, and you start a yeah. street fight. Here, there's just other samurai going up to you wanting to give it a fight, and then you have one one sword and a it's, gun. It's like, it's like one of those single-shot uh, gunpowdery things, right? Yeah, and, of course, and uh, this other samurai are like sponge bullets. You could shoot them over and over, and it takes forever to for them to die. It just seems well, weird. They've got to give you some incentive is, to use uh, a sword. <laughs> well, I would, just, I would just rather have just the sword itself than a sword and a mm. gun. 
Um, the other the other uh, demo was uh, Puyo Pop Tetris, which I is actually pretty awesome for what I, what I played in the demo. Although I've noticed, okay, that the only the best way to win is either playing Puyo Pop versus Puyo Pop, or Tetris versus Puyo Pop. But if you play Puyo Pop versus Tetris, I I lose every single time. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, because I guess uh, Tetris, maybe it's just easier to score higher on that. I don't know. But I'd like I'd love to see that one come to the states sometime soon. Uh, anything for you, Shane? Uh, there's only one game I've been playing obsessively for the last couple of months now, and that's World of Warcraft. I am just continually working on my my character. I just recently got a uh, a human rogue up to level 60, and I decided, hey, I'm going to blackmail my friend. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm going to have my friend take me through the old raids and just say that I've been through these raids as a level 60 character instead of trying to max out my character level and just solo them. It's like... I, I rather just, for some reason, I just wanted to feel the old, uh, the old World of Warcraft experience just doing that, sort of, without having 40 other people trying to fight alongside you, so. <laughs> Alrighty, um, Arif, have you been play, playing anything uh, lately, Aaron? No, I, um, I don't play video games, guys. <laughs> um, but, no, let's see. I, uh, so I got through the, the second episode of uh, Walking Dead, which came out recently. Ooh. I thought was very good. Ah, uh, me too. Yeah. Um, and so beyond that, um, I've been playing a lot of a game called Rift. I don't know if you guys have heard of Rift. Oh yeah, I actually, yeah, I, I, I actually, actually yep. played that for a while there, and it started going when it went free to play. I still had a subscription, but for it, mm. they had it where even if you had a subscription, you didn't have priority entry. So it was telling me that sorry, the server is full. You'll have to wait. I'm like, okay, I have a paid account and. All the freebies are getting in before me. Okay, that that's there's there's something called priority here, so it, that kind of upset me. So I just kind of backed off from Rift for a while. Yeah, I think they have they've changed that now, so that if you are a subscriber, you get sort of like um, priority access to a lot of things. Um, beyond beyond Rift, which I play with a lot of my online friends, um, I've also been playing a lot of uh, Project Diva F Seconds, um, which we just oh, yeah. we actually just announced today is is coming. Yeah, I just heard about that. Yep. Yeah, and yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't able to talk about that until today, so it's kind of nice to finally reveal <laughs> um, that that game is is very very fun and, and very addicting too. So that's what's been on my plate. Great. So I, I'm guessing the the first one that must have sold pretty well. I know uh, what I tried to actually look for it in stores is uh, you, pretty much you impossible won't find to find it. in any GameStop. Um, it's yeah. it's gone. I mean we. So we actually, um, we sold out at GameStop almost within like the first couple of weeks and then just a few stores in the country had it. And then Amazon still had it for quite some time, but it sounds like um, Amazon is also just about completely sold out. So if you check Amazon, you'll see it, but it's like 55 or $60 and that's because it's not Sega selling it. That's Wait. somebody else that is reselling it for higher on Project, Amazon. Project oh, wow. Diva got a retail release? I thought it was digital only. No, the PS3 version had a limited retail release. Damn it. Um, yep. Yeah, <laughs> you can still find it. I mean, I didn't know you didn't know about that. <laughs> there are a lot of things I don't know about. Yeah, I don't yeah, always we, follow we, the we, news. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So if you want a copy, you should get it. Get it now because it's only going to get more expensive as time goes on. Uh, I can tell you yeah. that. Yeah. Right. That's why I did with Xenoblade. Only, uh, only time that ever worked out for me. Mm-hmm. Let's see if there are so, any yeah. chums on eBay. Yeah. I mean, chumps, chumps. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Alrighty, um, so of course this being uh, Genesis month here on Sega Bits, 
We're going to be, and this being Sonic Talk, of course, we're going to be talking all about uh, Sonic's era on the Genesis itself. Um, I'm trying to think of how far back I bought my first Genesis. I think it was a year after, I believe, it came out, like 1990. I was just basically having, from going from part-time job to part-time job. And I picked it up, used at a local retailer. Mm. From what I remember, I think it came with Galted Beast and Golden Axe, but mm -hmm. I was still uh, pretty heavy into NES at the time, but Sonic the Hedgehog really turned me around. Sonic 1 was just such a, you know, you know, crazy uh, revolutionary in terms of platforming. There was nothing else like it at the time. Yeah, it's not my favorite of the Sonic series, but, I mean, it's the one that started it all, of course. But, uh... I don't know, it just had this quality about it that, that no other game was doing at the time. In terms of both, you know, the visuals and the sound, I mean, especially on the sound part, Sega Genesis, at the time, a lot of, uh, it was a weaker sound chip than Super Nintendo, and uh, a lot of the third parties, they would just do, like, this guitar rift with their title screens and such. And, and uh, Sonic 1 just had this absolutely beautiful, you know, music to it and everything, and everything just... You know, looked and sounded so sharp at the time. Plus the uh, physics of it, you know, just running around, the, tipping down to go rolling down a hill to get up speed. Uh -huh. it, it had that, uh, still had that Mario platformer feel, but it's but also it's very, very own unique feel to it. Um, I will say that Sonic 2 is definitely the better game between the two, because uh, Sonic 2 has that speed and flow to it where... Sonic 1, they go from, uh, you know, the Green Hill Zone, uh, straight into, um, what's the second zone called? Labyrinth Zone? Uh, second zone of, of, no. of which, of which gang? Sonic 1. Oh, let's see, was, uh, Sonic, it's Marble Zone. Yeah. That's, That's Marble Mar Zone. I, I always, I always, yeah, Marble Zone, I mean, you're going from running around, the doing loop-to-loops, smashing through walls and going super fast to pushing a large block into lava to jump on it to slowly <laughs> ride over lava. Mm -hmm. And it kind of killed the momentum at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, at the, you know, because there was nothing to compare it to at the time. It was still one of the best uh, platformers out mm. there. And then came along uh, Sonic 2, of course. Uh, anybody else want to share their thoughts on the first Sonic game? <laughs> well, I will, but I want to give someone else a chance first. <laughs> It, yeah, it's 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 one of those things. It's like, I, well, I remember uh, when when the game first came out. But I was in a household where my father believed that the, the PC was superior to everything else. So I was not allowed to have any kind of console whatsoever. Because <laughs> his attitude was like, well, what can the console do that the PC can't do better? And so play Sega games. Uh, so yeah. So for the longest time, I did not have any kind of game console inside my house and I it got to the point where uh, the first time I actually got the try game was actually at my cousin's house uh, she had a Genesis and I got to play Sonic 2 for the first time but then but since I was staying with them for that week we decided to uh, go and rent some more games and I went and rent, rented Sonic 1 so I got to play that and I was like okay this is kind of fun yeah I like I like doing this and you know I actually had more fun with Sonic 2 but Sonic 1 was just as fun so um so yeah, that that was some of my first memories of uh, gaming as far as Sonic One was concerned. But mm -hmm. yeah, 
I, did, I actually think, didn't um, get a Genesis till uh, 97. Huh. Um, wow. Yeah, it was pretty late in the game, and I'm, unfortunately, my father was had passed away that year, so uh, I was only 13, so uh, whenever uh, we got, uh, like, for my birthday, I was able to get a Genesis, finally. Wow, well, yeah, yeah. I was, um, I think I was about five years old whenever... I first played the Genesis, and I actually played uh, Sonic 3. It was one of the first games that I mm. got to play, and I played it with my little brother. Um, and, of course, we, we'll talk about this later, but we got to that infamous part in Carnival oh. Zone. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I, my I, I goodness. To, I don't even have to tell you what part that is. Everyone already knows, right? Yes. But anyway, <laughs> that, was like, that was the end of my Sonic experience for a while. And then um, we really wanted a Genesis. And I remember, actually, we, we didn't get it the first year for Christmas, and we were, like, really depressed we were like very very depressed little kids because we never we didn't get a genesis but the next year we did and with it came sonic one as a christmas gift and um i remember playing sonic one and and there was some sort of like pride in beating that game because it was a very very challenging game um when you're when you're just a little kid right and you know you're trying to get all the rings and and you're learning how the different areas go, and of course you jump right into the lava when you get to Marble Zone, like you talked about, right? Like you have, you have to learn the there's a patience to it, and there's certain pacing areas in Sonic One that are very different from a lot of Sonic games, and that it forces you to slow down sometimes. It forces you to platform. Um, yeah. And so I, I thought it was a really really fun game. Um, what was it? There getting the emeralds. I remember was a very frustrating thing for me though. The Sonic One Emeralds. I've never done. Oh, that. I don't yeah. even think I ever got all, all oh, the you never got them all? in pretty much any Genesis <laughs> game. Oh man, so- yeah. Sonic Two actually gave me the most trouble because of Tails <sighs> and the freaking bomb. But, <laughs> but I, I couldn't. I just couldn't do it with Tails. He, the AI would ruin it. But in Sonic One, I, I was able to do it. And I remember being very proud, and then seeing the you know the ending screen where Sonic uh, it changes a little bit. You know, <laughs> if you have all the all the Emeralds, I thought that was pretty cool. So Sonic One has. A lot of good memories. When you go back and play it, it still has a certain sort of polish to it that I feel like mm. is, is rather timeless. Even as maybe games like Sonic 2 or Sonic 3 Knuckles, I would say, are superior games, personally. Um, I do think that Sonic 1 has a very special place, at least in, in my heart and definitely in the hearts of probably a lot of gamers worldwide. Oh, yeah. Okay, I have to step out for a sec, Alex. Yes, can, uh, I will you, talk you, about you, my keep up the conversation? experience, yes. Thank you. So... Um, as I often like to brag, I'm not nearly as old as Jason, so uh, I, I, did, I, I didn't really get to experience the Sega Genesis until uh, um, 1996 when I got it for my birthday. And um, back when I was a kid, I didn't really care for uh, the original Sonic the Hedgehog. I suspect it was mostly for many of the reasons that you guys have said. You know, the, the pacing is different, it's... Um, it's, it, and it's, it, it's a lot slower, and it's just a more difficult and, and less graphically advanced game than its predecessors. Like, it's something that I've kind of I've learned to appreciate uh, as an adult, probably far more than when I was a kid. And um, crap, that's really all I all I planned on saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Because yeah, I mean, I, I I've always I've I've always enjoyed the uh, the art style and the, and the music of of, the, of Sonic the Hedgehog, but it's just because I got to experience Sonic One, Two, Three, and Knuckles, and 3D Blast pretty much like all right next to each other, out of order. Mm. It's um I I uh, I've never I've never really had fond memories of of Sonic the Hedgehog. 
But, um... Last Fortune, I don't know I got them all separate. Now let's move on to Sonic 2. That, that, that I can talk <laughs> a bit more about. <laughs> yeah, that one is my probably my favorite of the whole Sonic series. Ah. I mean, there's there's something about it that just works right for me. I think what it is is uh, what I call like just the pacing and flow is just absolutely perfect. Unlike going from Green Hill Zone to Marble Zone, here you're going from uh, Emerald Zone where you're you're still running real fast, loopy looping, going really quick all the time, and then straight into um, Chemical Plant. <laughs> And uh, that, that's just, you know, an absolutely fantastic level. And pretty much every level for me was was great in that game. I just uh, really enjoyed it. And of course, that was the first one with uh, Miles' Tails Prower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Tails is absolutely adorable. I remember the first time uh, we were able to use him. And plus, it was the first time we could think we had local two-player co-op in any... Yeah, any platformer. Kind of any platformer, game. I think. Uh because you know every other every other platformer I can think of um, had either alternate play or split screen play, and Toe Jam and Earl was not a platformer, so that doesn't count. Though okay, the second one was, but I think that came out after Sonic Two. Yeah, I think about I remember reading first about Sonic Two in like a Sega Visions magazine when they had that at the <laughs> old yeah. West Covina bookstore. I, I I hate myself right now because. Uh, I used to buy that every issue, and I had the one that had the uh, UK Sonic comic magazine for one issue, and it it was a uh, Sonic's uh, Origins from the Fleetway comic. That would probably be worth quite a bit of money nowadays. Hmm. Um, <laughs> what, what do you what do you think, Shane? Uh, on Sonic Two, yeah. yeah, that was definitely my favorite Genesis game. I will have to say that. Um, there was something about just Emerald Hill Zone that I loved the music from that. There was something about the music that just that just really catchy. And then uh, moving on to uh, Chemical Plant Zone, it's like uh, back in, back in the, back in the old to- old days. I had um, I had what I call uh, second level stoppage syndrome or something, <laughs> where it seems like I always get to the second level of any game, and I always have trouble getting past the boss of that part. So. Uh, so for the longest time I got stuck on chemical plant zone and then, you know, finally I'm older, I'm finally able to do stuff and actually use cheat codes. Oh, so chemical yeah. Chemical plant zone, that was such a bitch. <laughs> the boss? Well, yeah, no, every, I, yeah. everything about that level when I was a kid. I'll tell you about it in a minute. <laughs> I didn't really have tr- that much trouble up until, uh, Eggman with the, with the, you know, the, the floor constantly falling from beneath you and then going back yeah, up. Well, yeah. well, you didn't have my weird that phobias but back, when, back then. <laughs> okay, any comments on uh, Sonic 2, Ern? Absolutely. Um, Sonic 2, I, so I played the games in order outside of the, the Sonic 3 introduction that I, I first had to, to Sonic. Um, and I, I have a lot of distinct members of Sonic 2. Um, playing with my little brother, of course. I don't know if you guys play with your siblings much when, when you play through that one, but that was a lot of fun. Um, I do remember, I think it was um, one of the, it was one, it's one of the later levels, actually, and for some reason the name of the level is escaping me right now, but I'm sure we can think of it. Uh, when you're in you're in the plane with Tails, and you have to jump on the, the turtles, um, it should Sky really chase. be funny to me. Thank, thank you, Sky Chase. Sky Chase Zone. I remember thinking that Sky Chase was one of the coolest levels ever because suddenly you're like in a plane in the clouds um 
And it, I remember at first wondering, like, can I just, like, jump off the plane and will Tails let me fall to my death? <laughs> like, is that, <laughs> is that gonna happen? And thankfully, Tails is pretty good about staying with you. Um, but I remember that being really fun. And then immediately after that, I remember the very next level I thought was so hard. And I think I actually got a, I got a game over on the final boss the first time. Oh. And I was, like, really frustrated because, you uh. know, game over back then is rough, right? And it's like, hey, surprise, you have zero rings and now you have to fight... You know, I think it's it's Mecha Sonic. It's not it's not Metal Sonic. Uh, it's one of the Silver Sonic. And in that case, yeah, it is actually Silver, isn't it? Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And and I remember like beating Silver Sonic and being like, all right, I beat the game. And then you run into the next room and you're like, nope, I didn't beat the game yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> you're like, I was oh, like, crap. It's like crap. I had to go through all that and I still have this to deal with. Crap. Yeah, that, that's, that's exactly why Sonic right. 3's better. That game has a save feature. <laughs> save feature was nice. Yeah. It reminds me of this Facebook post recently. Somebody, I guess, was showing that a uh, some site was uh, selling a plush silver, but the description was was of Silver Sonic for some reason of Sonic 2. <laughs> that was hilarious. That uh, he somehow mixed that up. He probably just looked up Silver and Sonic real quick on <laughs> Google and got that. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I do. Oh, I do remember that the ending to Sonic 2 I thought was actually one of like, for me as a kid, that was one of the first like sort of emotional responses I had to a video game ending with oh, like yeah. the, the music, you know, that music to me is like so iconic um, yeah. where you think you're like, is, wait, is Sonic dead? Like what happened? And the Tails like gets in his plane. And he's like, no way. And he goes and flies and, and you know, there's Sonic and he, he rescues him. And I thought that was such a cool ending to Sonic 2. Um, so yeah, for, for me, that game was, was such a nice moment. Um, Unless you're playing yeah. the Master System version, which, uh, if you haven't collected all the Chaos Emeralds, oh, yeah, it's like, Tails is dead. It's like, it implies <laughs> that Tails is dead is like his picture in the stars or something, right? Um, yeah. The, the Game Gear, yeah, I remember that that one was a little dark by comparison. The Game Gear version was so hard. Oh, oh my. I had that one too. It took, I hated I that one. Not, oh, I yeah. didn't pass the first boss battle until, until I was an adult. Yeah, it was so yeah. hard. The first boss battle in the Game Gear was as hard as the final boss battle in the Genesis version. It was version. so it was stupid. It was an ant line and, and was... found bombs bouncing down the thing. And, ugh. And if you it's like, if, on... you can get, if you can get past the first boss, you're okay from there. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, though, with Crazy is on the Master System version, it's, you know, that that level isn't as zoomed in, so when it's zoomed out, you can actually see the bomb coming and easily dodge it. Mm. Right. <laughs> so right. it's actually a much easier boss on the Master System version. <laughs> So, um, right. yep, Sonic, that's Sonic 2 for me. Sonic 2 was uh, my first Sonic game, and uh, it, 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 was definitely a lot, it, it was definitely a lot of fun. I mean, man, back, back in the day, I thought that game just looked gorgeous. I, I, I love that you could run, I, I love that you could um, play as Tails and run, run through that half pipe, and, and the, and the, and the, uh, damn it. Yeah, I definitely thought the bonus level was better in Sonic 2. Than yeah, the, Sonic the bonus levels, I, I, I really preferred the half-pipe to the uh, maze of the, uh, mm, yeah. of the first game. And also, it was faster. It, it um, you know, that spin dash was a godsend. Like, I, I remember in Sonic 1, I would sometimes, I would so often get stuck in that area in the third level where you have to roll that roll into the, uh, into the wall to break the bricks. It, it took me forever to do that. Back, back back then, just like I I'd be sitting there for like three or four minutes until I just turned the gosh darn Genesis off. <laughs> now every new port of Sonic One comes with the spin. Yes, yes. 
or as they would have called it back then, had uh, the Sonic had the Sonic fandom existed in that capacity back then, the Noob Dash or something. Because <laughs> yeah, spin to win, spin to win, guys, spin to win, God. Spinning back back in my day, we didn't have spin dash. We were real players. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, back in 1991 through early through like uh, October 1992. Yep. I was so sick of, sick of the hold right to win. Guys. But um, <laughs> speaking of but, getting uh, stuck, uh, was... but um, one thing about the Sonic 2 is I, I even though I really liked it and really it was a much better designed game, I never got past Chemical Plank Zone. And it wasn't really because the the, the the zone was hard, but it was because when I was a kid. I couldn't swim, and and of course, Chemical Plank Zone is the is the first stage I encountered where Sonic, where there was where Sonic could drown. There was that big timer counting out, and I could I could not play that. I could not play that. One time, my one time, my 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 older sister was playing it, and she purposely well. Sammy purposefully held Sonic underwater until the counter started going, and I screamed and ran out of the room. <laughs> I, I screamed like a little girl and just zoomed right on out of there, and she was laughing. Yeah, that. Oh god. That music always freaked me out, and I always go into a panic attack whenever that music starts. And of course, you go on OC Remix now, and they got like several remixes of that particular song. I'm like, why would you do this? And that's why I also couldn't <laughs> couldn't play Hydro City or any of the or any of the Echo the Dolphin games aside from Echo Junior. I believe <sighs> that's a Lidisay's, um ringtone for when her dad calls. It's. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a that, that terrified me as a little boy, but um, later, of course, eventually, as an adult, I got over the the phobia. I learned how to swim, and Sonic Two really is like it is a spectacular game. I, I think, um, I mean, like I wish I could have experienced that uh, that the uh, Sky Chase level back then because it is still really cool. And um, Hilltop, the Hilltop Zone, that 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 when I first played that because I. It took me so long to get there. It felt like a like a brand new sign. It, it was it, it's, Hilltop Zone is probably one of my. It's probably my favorite stage from Sonic Two because it's such a weird setting. You know, it's like Green Hill except there's lava and mountains. Anyway, um, that's that's all I have to say about Sonic Two. So, of course, Sonic one Three and I was Knuckles. Bring up that's, the... that's my game, so can't wait to get to that. <laughs> yeah. One last thing I was going to mention is uh, Christian Whitehead's um, port to mm-hmm. the, um, you know, the iOS devices of Sonic and, and Android to of Sonic Two, and that, that the the way he uh, added the new stage by having the one, um, what do they call that, the Death Pit in, um, what's it, Mystical? Uh, no, it wasn't Mystical Force. Mystic Cave. Mystic Cave. Yeah. Mystic Cave. Yeah, Mystic Cave. <laughs> that was pretty brilliant. And that's an that's a odd zone, though. I guess because it was probably unfinished, it just, uh, okay. just feels a little... You know, I, I noticed now. that you don't have Sonic Spinball on the list, Jason. You know what? I forgot. I accidentally well, forgot. Well, that, like, that was one of my big games back when I was a little boy. My God, that game was hard as, hard as hell, though. Spinball. Yeah, oh, Spinball was yeah. tough. Uh, I could barely ever get past the first stage, and that was it. Yeah, there, one thing I loved... And the, it took me forever to do that. I love two things about that game. 
the animation and the fact that it played very differently from a typical Sonic game. Now, be, I don't know, for some reason that's just really cool to me, because it's like, oh my god, these graphics are so advanced, look at how Sonic struggles to get out of that thing's jaws, and the other games he just dies. <laughs> But um, it, 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 it was probably like my first uh, puzzle game where I had to kind of bounce around and look for switches and stuff. Uh, in hindsight, it was a, it was not a particularly good game, but um, no. it, it was def- it was definitely different. It's got its fans. I mean, uh, it's uh, it's hard, but it's manageable at least through the first. The thing I probably yeah. I don't think I've ever beaten that game. The thing I probably appreciate most about the game these days is the presence of the. Those kangaroo dudes and the, the kangaroo dudes and the adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog aesthetics. <laughs> I guess the oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Spinball. I um, I remember this one quite clearly because um, back when Circuit City was still around. Does anybody remember Circuit oh, City? Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, back when Circuit City was still around, my parents went one day to go look for electronic stuff, and I wandered over to the gaming area where they had a kiosk set up with a spinball set up on the screen there, so I decided I was going to play that and, you know, entertain myself while parents go look around doing stuff, and so I started playing spinball, and I had a lot of fun playing spinball on there, and because, um, pinball, pinball games were one of my favorite things to do back in the day. So, you know, combining Sonic and and pinball, doing spinball, it was like I had a lot of fun with it. Even if I couldn't get past the first level, I still had fun just playing it. Just it... for... Okay, go ahead, sorry. Just just for simply because I just felt like it had a lot of fun to it, just being able to play the pinball-type game, because I've always enjoyed pinball-type games, so... I would still say uh, Sonic's Pinball Party on the Game Boy Advance is probably a better game as a oh, pinball. Oh, probably. Game. Oh yeah. Well, I've never played. No, it there's no one. probably, guys. Oh man, it's it's night and day better. I, <laughs> I, I, in my opinion, I played Spinball, I beat it, and I never touched it again because that was one of those games. I think I had to like pause it and leave the Genesis on all night because I did not want to have to start over to try oh, and beat yeah. that thing. The final area, the final level, was so hard, and. It's to the point that I think it was probably like, I don't know, 10 or 11 maybe at the time. And it's still like, in my mind, is etched this memory of like, Sonic Spinball is such a hard game. <laughs> like, don't don't go back to it. So I'm like, okay, all right, I think I'm good. <laughs> I, uh, I actually have a friend of mine who can actually play Sonic Spinball in one go without losing any wow. lives. Oh my all God. All the way through. I don't know I, how I can I, do I that. have it's actually seen the final level game. of Spinball, but... It wasn't because I, I uh, won it. It was because I used cheat codes. <laughs> I, I used cheat... I, that's, that's one thing I forgot to mention about Sonic 2. That's one reason why it was better than the original Sonic the Hedgehog. Those cheat codes were a lot easier to do. So I could get past that gosh darn chemical plant zone. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> move on to other things. Oh, yeah. Speaking of uh, Sonic Spinballs, is that one on the Ultimate Genesis Collection? I don't think so. I think they only have... Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, I, I I have to go back and check my uh, Steam uh, like collection at some point. I'd like to play that again on a, on a game where I can save and load <laughs> whenever I can. Let's yeah, see. I have to check my Steam collection at some point because I bought the entire yeah, the collection. collection. Where you can save and load for that game, then yeah, that'd be. I'd like to try playing it through again. But yeah, it looks like it is. Oh, there it is. Huh? Looks like it is. Oh. Yeah, I think it is. Of course, if I just look through my pile of games, it'd probably know instantly. <laughs> <laughs> but I got it. My room's so messy right now. Everything's just buried. 
Anyway, um, well, since we're going to go on uh, spin-offs for a little bit, uh, there's also the uh, only Puyo Puyo, one of the only Puyo Puyo games to make it to yeah, the States. Was, right. uh, oh, Dr. yeah. Robotnik's mean Bean mean Machine. Bean Machine. I never played that. Based off so. the adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. I played it. It was hard. I it's thought hard. it was hard. Oh my god, is <laughs> yeah. it hard? Yeah, it was hard. I heard it's, I haven't played the Game Gear one, but I heard it's even worse on the Game Gear. Hmm. As far as difficult. Uh, I have no idea about that. I just played the Genesis version, but all I can all I can say is that every time, I just kept thinking, you know, I'm trying to make all these uh these uh connections, and then the the player two is like already made connections and dropping rocks on me. I'm like, what? Why would you do that? You're already making this hard enough. <laughs> That's like that Puyo Puyo like Tetris game I was mentioning. I was I was getting everything done as quickly as I can, but the AI opponent is just so much faster with Tetris. I just couldn't win at all. Yeah, uh, and I played I on easy mode. <laughs> a friend and I I went over to your friend's house once and we fired that game up on the Genesis when we were like in elementary school and. Uh, I remember we like played it till probably like 11 o'clock at night, which at, at that point for me that was like staying up real late, you know. Um, and I just remember that we got like all the way to I think we got to, to Robotnik, or really close to him, and I had never seen the game progress that far before because I was no good at it. My friend was really good, and and then it was just so hard that we just could not beat it. It was it was crazy. So that's those are my memories of the game. Is another really difficult game right up there with Spinball, I think. That's true. Yeah. All right. Um, well, we might as well go jump into Sonic Three and Knuckles. Or uh, uh, for for me, it's always been Sonic Three and then Sonic Three and Knuckles, with, which of course they have an attachment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But personally, for me, it always felt like there were two separate games. That just one was a direct sequel to the other. More than they were. I prefer to you know, think together. of them. As Even the though same I know game. they were designed kind of, it was originally supposed to be Sonic Three that was a much longer than Sonic right. Two. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that one, uh, that one was a long, long game on that one. And, but I appreciated all the extras they did for it. I mean, you had multiple save slots, which it was rare to find a, any game back then that had multiple save slots. Mm-hmm. You could choose whichever character you wanted to start from. Uh, well, in Sonic 3 and Knuckles, anyway, you could, you could do Sonic, Tails, Sonic, and Tails, and then you do Knuckles and, and, and uh, Sonic and Knuckles. Um, yeah, the, the a lot of uh, fans, that's their absolute favorite game. I think it's it's definitely better than Sonic 1. It doesn't quite uh, do it for me as much as Sonic 2 did. I don't know what it is, but, you know, I, I still like the uh, second one the best. Well, I will say that the level design in Sonic 3 can be a little messy. Like, um, uh, what was it called? Uh, Marble Madness? I, I always forget the... Mar Marble Garden. Yeah. Marble Garden. Marble Garden. Yeah. That, that yeah. was in Sonic 3? Okay. Yeah, Marble Garden. Yeah, was Marble Garden. Yeah. That level was uh, it, it, it the the level is the, the level design in Sonic Three did kind of take a hit because like you'd have sort of these really kind of confusingly designed stages that are like almost maze like at times, and it it does like encourage exploration. There are plenty of secrets to find, but especially those big giant ass rings which you need to uh, find the Chaos Emeralds, but it just it it doesn't provide the kind of the the focused experience that that Sonic Two and the and the, and really most of Sonic and Knuckles, in my opinion, uh, provided. But uh, so I would definitely say that's 
probably why Sonic 3 on its own is definitely a lesser experience than Sonic 2. But then, of course, you combine that with Sonic 3 and Knuckles, and, you know, I guess just get out. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, um, one thing uh, I'll say, the new addition of the shields this was also pretty awesome, especially if you're going into the first boss of the game with a fire shield and all of its powers right. are fire-based. That was just always sweet, because it's just like instant kill. Yeah, I, I, I love Next taking level. on that uh, that first sub-boss, that little uh, the little bomb-throwing thing that in, in, the, uh, in, in the in the fire shield, because that thing just can't hit you, so long as you don't do something stupid like jump into its thrusters, which you'd think that would be fireproof, but apparently not. Alright. I, um, though I vaguely remember sort of playing Sonic 3 and Sonic and & Knuckles on the Genesis, those were actually not my strongest memories, but that's because the, the first time I actually got a chance to play Sonic 3 & Knuckles was on the PC version, back when they had the Sonic 3 & Knuckles collection that was packaged with, uh, the Sonic screensaver. And, I um, that, I, yeah. yeah. And also, uh, I also remember strongly playing it on Sonic Jam on for Sega Saturn, and that's because I heavily used the easy mode on uh, the the uh, Sonic Jam, <laughs> and that literally just lets you skip past certain acts, and sometimes they'll even make certain acts easier, like uh, the the Carnival Zone. They actually removed that stupid barrel in easy mode. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm like, they removed the barrel! Yay! I can actually play through this! And, you know, through easy mode, I was able to uh, play through the entire game. I was able to collect all the emeralds, uh, and I slowly worked on working, getting all the super emeralds. So, I, I was easy... able to... I'm, so... huh? I'm sorry, so I was gonna say, I think easy mode, they uh, uh, heavily edited the levels, too, didn't they? They made them, like, a lot shorter? Uh, I don't know about that, but I do remember they just, uh, took, you know, they took out, took out certain elements, because I remember that they took out the barrel for, uh, the carnival act zone, and I was like, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, so, I was, I was, that's, I just used easy mode, like, all the time when I was playing on Sonic Jam. Yeah, nowadays, that's what I do pretty much with every game I play, just because, uh, you know, I don't have a lot of time, and I just want to get through and enjoy the games. Yeah. Not too much challenge. Yeah, me too. Uh, so Sonic 3 was actually my last uh, Genesis game. My last uh, Sonic Genesis game. Uh, even after Sonic 3D Blast, I picked it up in a bargain bin in 1997. At, at the time, I wasn't really um, knowledgeable when it came to games. I didn't really know about anything. I didn't read any of the magazines. Uh, I was just completely out of the fandom. So I had no idea that Sonic 3 even existed. I thought that Sonic and Knuckles was was just a standalone game, and so when I discovered that, I was like, "Oh wow, there's this, there's this whole other Sonic game. Oh my God, has you can save your progress? You can do that? Because I've I've never the only game I've ever seen that in I'd ever seen that in at, at that point was like Donkey Kong Country and Mario 64, but um, it's a uh, it, it, it was all it was the game that int actually introduced me to uh, cheat codes. Like, did I get dropped? I thought I heard a. Okay. Um, like uh, you uh, jump onto one of the to the uh, swing and you press the D-pad uh, one uh, twice in every direction and then start an A and you can skip past all those troublesome levels and go straight 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 to last boss fight. 
You can enter debug mode and turn yourself into a, a monitor and just like break the game. <laughs> I thought that was just so cool <laughs> back then. And, like you, I, I could just put in a code and instantly become supersonic or hypersonic and then just plow through everything. <laughs> um, but um, oh, yeah, go on. So I always wondered how much of Sonic Three was was going to be. Uh, how much of Sonic Knuckles was going to be just originally a Sonic 3 and how oh, much was, yeah. was uh, pushed into becoming that, that sequel? I, I think I was doing some research and I think it was all being de- developed in tandem as one game but because, but because they couldn't um, fit it all on one cartridge and would have been too expensive to go with a higher cartridge size they just divided it up into two different games. Because hmm, yeah, I mean they're, do- they're they're each about the same length as Sonic Two, so I, don't know, I just um, never believed that they were that they were originally supposed to be one game and were just two. I know they games. they definitely were. Um, I remember hearing that when we had some of the old uh, Sega Legends in the office when we were filming the um, the the documentary that came out around the time of Generations. If you guys have seen that, the 20th anniversary documentary, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. And I got to talk with some of them, and I had this, like, of course, this complete fanboy moment, right? Because here I am in the Sega offices, and there's, like, Tom Kalinske, oh, president, man. and, <laughs> oh, like, man. Al Nielsen, and Madeline Schroeder, and uh, Shinobu Toyota, and as someone who, like, recognizes the names, and is like, this is, like, the old Sega dream team, right? The guys that made the whole Genesis Does campaign, and, like, made Sonic successful, and all that. And I'm trying not to freak out. And, and I'm going in to, like, talk to them, and I'm like, in, in my best calm voice, I'm like, hey, it's so good to see you guys. How are you doing? Oh, my gosh. And, <laughs> and I'm trying to, to act normal. And uh, I remember one of them was, was telling me about the whole scenario about Sonic 3 and, and how that had all come about. And I, I found it really, really interesting. And he was telling me, like, the the whole the original backstory to Sonic and, and some of the stuff that has now come out due to, um, due to some of the stuff that Sega of Japan has released like the whole the original story to Sonic and it was, it was so new to me at the time I was like wow that's so cool but yeah the Sonic 3 stuff getting back on topic was um was something that I remember that they told me um it was going to be one game and then they, it was like a, a mix of, of different reasons but that they had to release something that fall and that ended up becoming Sonic 3 as a result hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I still wonder how much of that uh music produced was co-composed if any, by uh, Michael Jackson. Um, I actually, I asked Takashi Azuka about that, and all I can really say is that there is something to it. <laughs> there is something to the Michael Jackson that, that, thing. <laughs> yeah, that one, um, I forget the name of it, that, uh, that one uh, music that we th- everyone thought was composed by Michael, but then it ended up it was, uh, it was from a the composer's yeah, 80s album. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was really cool when that came to light over the last year, by the way. I thought that was yeah. such a cool moment. Yeah, I was that like, was oh, awesome. Oh, man. It's so yeah. neat that someone figured this out. Yeah, that was definitely that song definitely has an 80s feel to it. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty awesome. Um, well, we still have plenty of time, so I was originally going to ignore the Sonic CD oh, well, 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 and 32X game. Oh, Sonic you can't ignore Sonic CD. <laughs> Well, Sonic, well, we were, we were talking about both Sonic 3 and Sonic I wasn't. Knuckles. I was just talking about Sonic 3. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, well, what did you want to add for Sonic and Knuckles? Um, damn it. Now, now you put me on the spot and I have to think. <laughs> well, you got, well, 
first thing, of course, is the lock-on technology, which was freaking oh, awesome. Oh, yes. Nobody... You guys, oh, did you guys yeah. see the old commercial for that? The uh, the commercial with Santa's elves? Yes, yeah. yes. And we're going to be featuring that. I actually don't remember that. No. Technology. That was like, that was the funniest <laughs> commercial I thought. And they're like sitting at the pool afterwards. Like, so we sold the whole idea to Sega. <laughs> and, you know, they're like making fun of Santa. But yeah, the lock-on, man. That was... Did anyone else take every single Sega yes. game that they owned and try? And I wanted, to, that, I wanted to, to see, see knuckles happened. in every single game, but it only popped yes. up in one. <sighs> yeah, just Sonic Two, and then everything else was no way, no way. <sighs> yeah. Although there was, a, wasn't there like a code where you can uh, have random, random bonus levels depending on what cartridge you put in? I think the, I think it, it was, was kind of like a Digimon I think it was just automatically random bonus stage. Just randomized, I think. It was just automatically yeah. random. Yeah, I think so. I, I actually I spent I spent um, day well not literal days but for, over the course of many many days I played the, those Reg Spear levels and just, there's just something those are about hard them as heck, where man. it's just so much fun. It's like this really fast paced puzzle game where you have to where, where you have to quickly figure out how to boop every boop all the little blue balls without uh, without, <laughs> without getting yourself stuck, which. As a kid, I could I never really figure it yeah. out. up because of my reaction time. And I, yeah, that was, that was, a, that was a, another thing I appreciated about the easy mode on Sonic Jam was the fact that during those, those sphere levels, they actually kept the game at a regular pace. They didn't speed it up at all. But, but you know, the best thing about Sonic and Knuckles is, of course, the, have to go back and play Sonic the fact that they made Knuckles the best platformer character ever playable. And that dude, he could do everything. He could run fast. He could climb. He could glide. Oh my God! I could. You, you could never do that in a platformer before, man. It was just. It was just so awesome that he had all these abilities. And it was probably the first time I ever really seriously tried to explore a game because I actually had this character who could do that. And yep, it was just so much fun. Yes. I, I, I would try to get as high as I can, and I just collide and fly around and try to grab some rings and hit some enemies. And That was especially fun in Sonic 2, where it wasn't even programmed for you to be able to do yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's Sonic 2, I, I like doing that in Sonic 2, too, and it, that was so cool, because I had never, I was not, not even aware that you could patch software like that. And the fact that you could stick it in there and then, you're playing as Knuckles and beating up Robotnik. I think I played Sonic 2 more as Knuckles than as anybody else. I think that's actually how I may have first beaten, beaten Chemical Plant Zone, because you can just glide over a lot of that crap. <laughs> and unlike Sonic, you don't chuckle, <laughs> right. except in every other scene. <laughs> Knuckles does not chuckle. I feel like... Well, he does. He does though. Like in, the, I feel like Knuckles is like the original troll. Like long before. Very first appearance, he's chuckling. It is. Knuckles is the guy that like shows up. He's like, "Oh, surprise! You're in super form, and you thought you were invincible, except for me. And now I'm gonna take yeah, all your emeralds super and Sonic... laugh at you, and then run away." Super Sonic didn't count on Knuckles punching him in the face. <laughs> Yeah, like like for some reason, Knuckles is the one thing that can can really mess you up. But then I feel like if he hadn't laughed at you, it wouldn't have been so bad. But it's like <laughs> he here's this random in. character takes <laughs> takes all your stuff, laughs at you, and then takes off, and you're like, wow, what a jerk, what a complete jerk. And the whole time you're playing this game, he's like, oh hey bud, good to see you again. Surprise <laughs> trap, and then he laughs at you, and then down you go. And like the entire game, that's all Knuckles is. He's just a troll. Knuckles is the original troll, guys. And that's why he's so awesome. And he, for the record, he was not chuckling. He was laughing maniacally because he was kind of villainous back then. 
I mean, sure, he was being tricked by Robotnik, but... Well, in Sonic 3, anyway. <laughs> That's another thing. Uh, I, I love the way they uh, ended Sonic 3 to go into Sonic, you know, 1 with him being fooled and finally in, uh, finding out that he'd been manipulated that yeah, time. That's another thing about Sonic 3 and Knuckles. It's, one of, it's is, actually one of the best uh, it's, Sonic stories done in game without yeah, having to have any it's, dialogue. It's one of the best or, plots in a Sonic story. game. No, no offense, but it's... It's like it's it's probably it's probably like one of the best plots that uh, they've ever done for for a Sonic game, um, because because like there were there was actual there there were some you know there were some neat twists there were things that you wouldn't expect to find in a in a colorful children's platformer back then I mean Mario there was no um, that one one of the Koopa kids was secretly being manipulated and then he. Uh, and then he helps you out at, towards the end of the game. No, you just kill them and then right. they died. But no, that's not so with Knuckles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you don't even understand why Knuckles got man- manipulated. You can see in one background on one level, there's a tapestry of uh, Supersonic mm-hmm. fighting uh, one of Eggman's giant robots. I thought that was so cool too. I was like, oh my, oh my gosh! The, for- the foreshadowing. This yeah. plot here. Yeah, it was it was pretty pretty well done for for a game that was was largely you know aimed at kids as the target market. You know, and you're you're playing this game and you're like, not only is this the scene where you're fighting Knuckles by oh, the way, which is like the one man, fight that you're like that. here, oh, it's yeah. finally going down after a full game and a half. I'm finally fighting Knuckles, but then in the background you're like, what is that? It's like foreshadowing Supersonic. And so that was a really cool moment, of course, right before the betrayal happens, and then uh, Sky Sky Sanctuary and all that progresses. But yeah, it was pretty cool. I, I probably played Hidden Palace more than any other classic Sonic stage, just because you can beat up Knuckles, and then you and and, and then he gets betrayed by Robotnik, and then he helps you through Hidden Palace Zone. I mean, when I first experienced that, that was like. That was my, like my Archie Comics dream come true. Because by the time I'd gotten to that, I'd already seen Knuckles and Sonic like beat each other up several times in the comics. I was, man, I wanna wish I wish I could actually see that in the games. And then I finally got to Hidden Palace Zone, and I got to do it. I even got to beat up Knuckles' tails, which is kind of kind of depressing, but that's <laughs> 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 still cool. Tails comes into his own. Yeah, that was that was fun getting. Um... I think it was it was Super Tails and not Hyper Tails, if memory yeah, serves. Yeah, there was no when, when he Tails gets the it's just Super. Tails only had one Super form, and that was by getting with fourteen the, with Chaos the, uh, Emeralds. Tails is yeah, Tails yeah, is yeah, so yeah. lame that he needs fourteen Chaos Emeralds in order to do it. <laughs> I wouldn't say Tails is uh, lame. I would just say that I Tails is like so it. powerful in his Super <laughs> form that he requires fourteen to uh, to charge those four Flickies. Well, that's what we have those Flickies, says. man. <laughs> Yeah, when you have those flickies, you don't even have to do a thing. You just kind of walk on screen, and the birds take care of everything. Oh, bad guy over there? Okay, we'll go wipe it out. Oh, boss? Oh, we'll go take care of it. And you just, like, stand there. You're like, I just don't even have to move right now. Okay. That's like a che- uh, cream bo- boss fight in Sonic Adventure 2, where she just sicks ch- uh, cheese after everybody, and it's almost tends to kill. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it, was, uh, it was good times. Well, I think the final Genesis game, if I haven't mm-hmm. o- overlooked anything... It's not anything, Blast, be- but... Um... Did we already talk? Oh, we did not talk about that. Is there anything else anybody wanted to say on Sonic 3 and Knuckles? Um, well, let's see. Uh, I already talked about my my love of cheat codes. We talked about story mode. Sky Palace was awesome. That, that was like the first video game soundtrack background that I ever loved. Because <laughs> it's, it's just, it has this upbeat, epic tone to it. It just goes with the those mysterious ruins that fall apart around you so perfectly. 
Then there's the the egg robos. That's the first time you ever encounter the egg robos, and they, they are and they are just so different from the regular badniks that they actually they they feel and look like a big deal. And I think that's especially when they're shooting lasers yes, at you. Assholes. <laughs> Kind of like the little prototype of the egg ponds that would come in the more modern mm. era. That's right. Oh, oh and yeah. then there's the final boss fight. Oh, I remember the first time I completed that. Does anyone else want to talk about that stuff? <laughs> oh, yeah, when you, when you completely... Oh, yeah. Supersonic doing that boss fight. Oh, even, yeah, even before that, when you're fighting the, uh, when you, when you're fighting, uh, the uh, egg, egg robo with the giant chaos emerald laser beam that just covers half I the screen. I died a lot to that. <laughs> I died a lot to that. Uh, Easy mode. You're trying to like, <laughs> you're trying to jump back and hit it, and then get back on the on the platform and run and pick up enough momentum, yeah. and it just was like you wouldn't get enough, and you would fall down and die. Yeah, or or um, sometimes like I think I think I I will sometimes try to hit more than once, and I just fall straight through and die. <laughs> yeah. I remember. I, I, I one thing I loved. I loved hitting the fingers because you could just wait until they came down, get between them, then spin dash and bounce spin around dash. and just destroy yes. them. Yeah, the spin dash trick Robotnik was awesome. Robotnik did not yeah. think that through when he did, when he did that. <laughs> and of course, there's the first ever supersonic boss fight. <laughs> that that when you're just chasing Eggman yeah. through the sky, it took me forever to beat that thing. That was hard for me, anyway. <laughs> you guys, you guys want to know something crazy related yes. to Sonic Three? If you beat Sonic Three and you look in the credits. Um, one of the the people listed as one of the testers for Sonic Three is still at Sega today. Really? Huh. Still, still there today. Um, and I get to talk with him, and hopefully he won't get too too upset if I if I mention his name. But uh, his name is Jason, and I figured this this guy like deserves like a serious <laughs> shout out because he was he was at Sega back then. He's still at Sega so now. So I suppose yeah, people named inter- Jason are awesome. Well, I suppose he wouldn't be interested in any kind of interview, would he? <laughs> Uh, I know I definitely couldn't promise that, but I just I feel like getting getting on the record that there's Man. there's actually still some people at Sega that have been around for that long, and so that is awesome. it's really kind of cool. So next time you beat the game, take a look and and check out that name, and you'll you'll spot it. Jason. And that, that guy's still there today. Really really dedicated. Really great guy. Jason, you pro- you probably don't listen to this stuff, but I just want you to know that you are awesome. <laughs> I will let him know that that uh, you said that. I'll have him tune in and listen to this. Yeah, all Jasons are awesome. <laughs> I don't know about all Jasons, but um, Jasons who uh, who uh, tested uh, Sonic Three and Knuckles are definitely up there. Alrighty. Um, since I'm gonna add the I guess the CD and 32X because we still got plenty of time. Um, last of the Genesis uh, games would be uh, Sonic 3D Blast, mm. which is which was the final Genesis Sonic game. If I'm yeah, yeah, correctly. it is. All right, and it yeah. was also uh, one of the first Sonic games on the Saturn, which got a much, much better port. I mean, I don't remember whether it was up-ported or the Genesis one was down-ported. Uh, I, they, 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 were pro- were, they were different games Yeah, they entirely. were probably developed separately. Yeah, they were completely different games, if memory serves, because I, I had both the Genesis and the Saturn well, I versions. I mean, no, the, the level layouts and the graphics are uh, well, They're similar, but I don't think they're the same. The, yeah, the... Uh, Basically, the Saturn version looks like an HD version with the <laughs> Richard Jocks composing yeah. music and the bonus levels being completely different. Oh, and, and much I better. Still en- I still enjoy the uh, 
Saturn version a fair amount. I, th- I didn't think it was as bad as a lot of people said. It's well, not great, for my, uh, but it's all right. My big issue with Sonic 3D Plus has always been playing that game on a D-pad because it's just, even before I knew I really was aware of analog sticks, playing it on a D-pad just didn't feel right to me. And as, aside from the, mm-hmm. the stellar Sega Nomad D-pad, that was a, that's a very good D-pad, but aside from that, it just felt awkward. But on, on the Sega Saturn, um, wait... I think yeah, I, I agree with you on that because uh, on the Saturn I have to use the Knights. Uh, yeah, you, you, yeah, you get the you Knights, get the, uh, controller. the the 3D controller for that one. Yeah, right. But I don't have um, too much experience with the Genesis one because I almost that's, I that I was pretty much the only version I played out. for about like six for like but six years. That um, 3D Blast has one of what I consider to be like one of my favorite Sonic music tracks. Yes. Which was during during oh, the yes. you guys probably already know where I'm going with this. During the opening it, it was like explaining the story, right? And it plays the song at that point. And it's the Panic Puppet, I wanna say like Act Two, um, track. It actually plays again in Sonic Adventure. There's another like remix of it that Sinoe san did. Uh, I think when you're yeah. doing the, the kart racing, it, it plays again. And that, yeah, I remember Twinkle. It, yeah, I thought that was one of the yeah, Twinkle Karts. tracks. Like, it builds up, and then it has this epic uh, moment in it. And that, yeah, so I, I just think I'm 3D that, Blast for that. Yeah, I only discovered that recently when I was doing a, another review of uh, 3D Blast. I'm like, dang, this music sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Sonic 3D Blast was the only Sonic game that I got for the, for the Sega Genesis that was actually new. I remember I, I got it for Christmas. I brought it upstairs. And I was just I, a lot of people hate hated for how different it was from the from the classic Genesis games, but I I, I really enjoyed get, getting to actually run around and explore stages and um and and and, and defeat bosses like like that. It um I, I was disappointed that Knuckles wasn't playable because I was all into Knuckles back then and. He was there in the level, but he couldn't do anything. Just with him. standing there. Hey, you want to get in this bonus level? Give me a hundred rings. Yeah, it took me. Yeah, take your yeah, rings. It took me years to figure out how to get into the bonus stage. I, I actually first discovered it several years after I bought the game by accident. <laughs> yeah, the Genesis one had those. It was kind of a lousy bonus level. You just running around. It was. 2D it was screen okay. with rickety I mean, bridges. It had, it had yeah, nothing, yeah, it had nothing on the uh, the 3D world of uh, Sonic 3 and Knuckles, but. It was, it was okay. It was, it was kind of like a a, um, a less impressive version of the half pipe, where there's no actual half pipe, just a half. Yeah. <laughs> Although there is a half pipe uh, in the Saturn version. No, the Saturn yeah, version, well, the Saturn yeah, version right. is yeah, considerably awesome. better than the Genesis version, especially yeah. when it comes to special stages. Uh, Junsuno did the did the audio for the Genesis version. That's right. Correctly. That's right. Yeah. And it was uh, and Richard Richard. Uh, Jock did the, the Sega Saturn version. Right. Yeah. Don't remember too much of the music from the Genesis version. I'd, I'll, I'll put one on the show for a break probably later. Um, we haven't actually had an official break. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, does anybody want to take a break or is everybody all right? Um, do, are we done talking about Sign 3D Blast? Yeah. I haven't yeah, had a chance to go. say anything. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead, Shane. <laughs> You know what, I'll, I okay. think we're going to just go all the way through this, so I'll, I will actually add music in the background. Cool. But yeah, uh, believe it or not, my first time I actually got a chance to play Sonic 3, uh, Sonic 3D Blast was actually on the PC version, because ah. once again, I didn't have I didn't have uh, Saturn or anything back then, so I was dependent on the PC ports that were coming out at the time. 
So I got the chance to play Sonic 3D Blast on the PC, and that was probably one of the first games I almost legitimately won without having to use easy mode or <laughs> uh, cheat codes because uh, I could play through all the levels. I worked hard to get played through all the levels. I just couldn't get aiming the emeralds, which was which is somewhat of a Saturn version of the um, the the uh, uh, bonus levels, but from understand is a little bit different from the um, the Saturn version. But uh, my friend was actually really good at getting the emeralds in those, so we actually kind of tag team this. I would play through the uh, the main stages, and she would go and uh, get all the the uh, the emeralds for me. So uh, with well, when she got all the emeralds, I was able to uh, play through the final stage, which she couldn't get through, but I could. So we kind of tag team and played one that game That's legitimately. Awesome. That's cool. Uh, so I played it on the on the PC version, and then I tried the the Genesis version, and I just played like five minutes of like, okay, I can't stand this. <laughs> toss, toss, toss. Uh, go back to the PC version. So yeah, I played the PC version, and I played on a keyboard. I didn't have a gamepad or anything like that, so it was all keyboard. I will say wow. that while I enjoyed the Genesis version, I never, I don't think I've ever actually actually legitimately beaten it. I um I I I I I I usually get bored maybe in the second or third world, then I stop playing. Mm. But but so but I actually I I managed to get to the final boss battle by again using cheat codes, and the final boss battle is actually really really cool, because you, you have to go yeah. through this, this, this gauntlet right? of different challenges and then. Yeah, then, it like, is. I think uh, towards the end, he's like he's launching missiles into the air, and they come down, and you have to avoid the uh, the shadows and stuff. I, I don't remember too mm-hmm. too clearly, but it was I just remember like that boss battle did not miss a beat. Unlike I think many of the other boss battles, which could be kind of questionable at times, so I don't quite remember why. Mm-hmm. Well, that final one was just awesome. Oh yeah. Already, uh... And I'm done. Okay. Now moving on to the uh, games that were still technically on Genesis because you had to have an attachment to them, to the Genesis to play them. I guess uh, we'll go with Sonic CD, which was uh, pretty awesome at the time, especially the music. I had, uh, at the time, I was pretty hardcore gaming, and I'd import almost half the games I'd buy if they were coming out you know, months earlier in Japan. I always had to have them right away. So originally I had Sonic CD uh, with the Japanese soundtrack to it, and that is just was just glorious, I think, compared to the U.S. version. Mm. And um, but as far as like level design goes, uh, I didn't think uh, it, yeah. it was that great. It was just it's way too vertical a lot of times, and it's it's just really hard to traverse, especially if you're trying to get the good future. Uh, going into the past <laughs> was a chore in itself, and then having to find the yeah. Metal Sonic hologram and I think mm-hmm. the other thing. Really, really, Sonic CD is at its yeah. is at its best when you don't try to end up in the future or the past or whatever, and you're, yeah, you're just trying th- to play the game. I think so. I think that's what mm-hmm. uh, really helps for it. If you're just playing the game just to play the game, it can be it's so a much hard game, but... to ga- gather up the speed you need to actually move through time. Yeah, and, that, that was always tough. And, and to speaking get a good of level design, definitely like a lot of people complain about the ex about some of the excesses of uh, sort of the modern two D Sonic games, but Sonic CD, you could, there was you were sometimes you were just bouncing around like like 
up and down these massive stages. You'd just go flying. And then other times, like, there'd be all these automatic sections where you'd be, like, going around all these loop-de-loops and didn't have any control. And I, I don't know. It's just, it's it's definitely, um, it's a really, it's, it, it's weird because it's a, it can be a really, really, really good game, but sometimes the level, the level design just kind of loses it, you know? It, it, it can be too yeah. messy. And that, that's probably at least partially due to the um, whole uh, time-traveling mechanic, because they had to pretty much line up three separate levels on top of each other. And, and so, you, mm-hmm. and so you'd, ha- you'd have to make some sacrifices in design in one stage in order to make sure that you could accommodate this other stage. At least that's what I. At least that's what I've noticed. <sighs> oh man! Um, once again, uh, this is a this is a situation where, first of all, I have never even played a Sega <sighs> CD at all. I never had the chance oh. to. So uh, my only the only way I was able to play this game was when the PC port came around, and uh, I played that on the PC. And even then, uh, I. Had an und- uh, underdated computer at the time because we were still on Windows 3.1 and it required Windows 95, so I was only able to listen to music. <laughs> and this, I love the soundtrack, but I, n- I had never even heard the Japanese soundtrack, so I only knew about the American soundtrack for the longest time. And I love the American soundtrack, but um, when I did finally get a Windows 95 computer, I got a chance to play it. And- I've worked at it for a little while, and I decided I really didn't like the time travel aspect of it. It's like, I just want to play this straight through. I mean, it's kind of hard enough just trying to play straight through, but trying to add all these extra things, all these extra goals you gotta do. You go back in time, you gotta be able to destroy the roboticizer and Metal Sonic, and then you gotta go, the Metal Sonic Conogram, and then you gotta go and try to find all the time stones. I'm like, there's just too much to try to do in one go, so... Um, it was just Sorry, a ma- so, so it was just a matter of you know what I'm just gonna play this straight through. So even playing straight through, it took me a while just to do all that. I, I will uh, say that so, um, Sonic yeah. CD probably would have benefited from some kind of uh, just playing straight through, just a mode that lets you just play straight through the future or the past or the present levels, you know, without any time travel stuff, so that you could see everything without. Uh, Without having to go through all that, all that, all that stuff to, to um, build yeah. up the speed and time travel. But yeah, really, that's the us only talking. Really kind big of big difference was there's a extra little tiny scene at the end credits. Uh, I think so. With the good ending. Yeah. Yeah. The so it's it's the it's essentially the scene when um, Eggman either has the the time stones or, or not. And uh, it's that that scene where it's either like the Sonic, um, like face appears, or it's like an Eggman puff of, of smoke that mm. takes the shape of like Eggman's face and then slowly like wilts down, um, in like the anime. Yeah, at the end. Aaron, yeah, that was that was one of the. Oh yeah. Changes. Did you uh, own a Sega CD back in the day? So I actually played and beat it on the PC. Huh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was one of the people that had it on PC and. Cool. And actually, it's gonna. See, it might sound surprising. Um, you guys like mentioned not really liking some of the the time travel. I actually thought that was really cool um, when I played it. I that said, I did find it very difficult. And I think Sonic CD was actually one of the most um, difficult games to to get the good ending on of all of the original 
um, Genesis era games, I think Sonic CD was one of the hardest mm. to actually complete it. Because like you guys said, you have to like go back and you got to find like where's like the the roboticizer or the robot maker right, and destroy that. And then you got to find the little projector of Metal Sonic and you got to destroy that. I think that might have been optional though. In hindsight, I don't. Remember, I think that was optional. I think um, that you may good, be. Good I think future. you may have only needed to. Uh, to um, it was the roboticizer type like, destroyed thing. I think you had to wipe out. I think you may have only needed to destroy that stuff if you wanted to good, the good future in the uh, in the future version of that stage or something. I've never actually done that. Before, done it successfully. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. I think. I think actually, yeah, you only had to get one of the two. If if memory serves, I could be wrong on this, but I think you might have only had to get one of those two. Mm. But if you got the other one, then all the animals would start appearing. They would start bouncing around <laughs> everywhere. Um, huh. And But I, I do remember thinking that, yes, it was a lot harder. And it was so frustrating in some of the later levels trying to get to the past or to the future. Because the level design would like purposely mess you up at the last second. <laughs> and you would stop or you would hit something. And it's like, oh, oh okay, never mind. I'm staying in the past. And uh, Yeah, especially that end part there. It's like you get you see the sign that says goal. It's like, oh, crap, I need to go back. And then it won't let you go back. I'm like, crap. Yeah, right. Happen. I, I actually but I thought it, sorry. Oh, it's okay. I was just gonna say I thought it was really cool in just the sense that every level essentially had three different versions of it that they that they built. And so from a design perspective, if they're making actually and in some cases it was it was four because they were doing um, like the level design for the the past, the present, the good future, and the bad future. And I just thought that was really cool oh, yeah. when you look at it from like a work perspective. Mm. They did so much work building and designing that game and so like just absolute hats off and respect and, to, to that entire original team for what they and did. And what's interesting is that, that that's not really something that you could do anymore. You Because it's, it really is a way with games being so much more expensive to make now, it is a waste of resources to build all these stages that the player may never even see. And uh, I think it was a Takashi Azuka interview where he was asked about making a sequel to Sonic CD that utilized the uh, time mechanics, and he was and he said, "Well, I would love to. While it was an while it was an interesting idea, it's not really practical. We'd rather we'd rather just have all these levels laid out so that people can just play through them without without having to go through all this extra work. It was something like that. I'd have it was like an interview from two thousand six. So." Yeah, yeah, no, and I don't, I don't even necessarily um, blame him if that's the case yeah. because it's it's almost that sort of um, Skyrim take on a game where it's like we're going to build all of this great content, but nobody may ever see it. We don't really know if <laughs> if a, a player yeah. is actually going to go check this out or do this or, or see this. And it's something you can maybe afford to do when you have like massive budget and a lot of time. But uh, there is something to be said too about also creating a short, sweet experience that everyone will see but that is is really really amazing because you've had all this time to make it really good um i i would compare that to like like a generations almost it's like where you you know where you you build it from the, the ground up and and put a lot of time into making sure that every single level is is really really nice now so yeah regarding uh, my sonic cd experience much like you much like both of you uh-huh. i first played uh-huh. it on the uh, pc as well it was on my laptop. I'm the and, only one who played it, I guess. On in the... 2002, <laughs> the on one. the bus, and I, the, the, I will still I will say the palm tree the palm tree panic is a very good stage, and and when I first played, it, I was like, yeah, this is awesome, yeah. And then I got to the first boss battle, I was like, it sucks, ah, because Sonic Spinball all over. Yes, again, I know, right? <laughs> Goddamn <laughs> yep. pinball, except the physics yeah. are worse. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's not a pinball game. 
<laughs> but um, and uh, then I got on the um, Sonic Gems collection. I thought, okay, I'm gonna mm-hmm. play this game. I'm gonna beat this game because I have an actual controller now. I'm not playing on a keyboard. And then I was like, I was, th- th- I I think I got like midway through the game, and the uh, the frame rate was really starting to get to me because it was really glitchy. It was really slow at times, and it was like, this can't be. This is considered one of the best Sonic games ever made. This cannot be what 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 it's supposed to play like. And 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 I and because it was a port of the PC version, I I think I heard or assumed I forget. It's been years that the PC version was somewhat inferior in terms of frame rate, but I don't know. And so I decide I find I finally decided to buckle down and get myself a Sega CD and play it on that. And. I, I honestly I forget I forget what the frame rate was on that. Jason, can, can, can do you remember how the frame rate was on Sonic CD for the Sega CD? Um, not exactly. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean the visuals itself, as far as like the movies and that, were of course downgraded because of the technology. Yeah, at the time. yeah, but, but the um, game itself the game. was pretty much the same as uh, like I've seen on I, I remember Gems be- collection or or um the most recent one put on iOS. Which of course the iOS was oh, the, the iOS port is great. The X X X flawless. There were, there would be some times I think they had the that there would be um what do they call that freeze ups for a sec. Mm. Okay, but so it's mostly about the same frame rate I believe as Sonic One or Two. Well, e- well, either way, I think that if it did still have the same issues, it was the fact that I was playing on a Sega CD that kind of caused me to ignore it because you're playing it on the goddamn Sega CD. <laughs> This is how it was meant to be experienced on the PC or the GameCube, but um, that, that is still how I prefer to play my to, to play Sonic CD. But that's kind of when I the the level design really began to get to me was when I really started playing some of the later stages. And um, yeah, especially what's yeah. that one that's got the electrified electrified floor that constantly shoots you up into the air. I forget. Oh, that's the Wacky Workbench. Wacky Workbench. That one's the worst. (laughs) That is the worst level. I mean, I was just so hard to get through, even if you're playing it normally. It's a tough Mm -hmm. one. I will say that I think it's actually a bit better on iOS than in any of the other ports. And that's surprising, because I, I typically hate platformers on touchscreens, but... <laughs> Christian Whitehead, well, Christian Whitehead did a spectacular I, I say, job. Christian, fantastic job, yeah. Yeah, Christian is a, is a really great guy, and it was always it was always really cool seeing his work, so massive, massive respect to Christian for the stuff that he and his team do. I hope I see a Sonic 3 and Knuckles uh, from him sometime in the future. And uh, speaking of bad level design, Knuckles Chaotix! <laughs> <laughs> Which I have uh, such a love-hate relationship with that game. <laughs> yeah, uh, the uh, the music in that is pretty darn wonderful. Oh, I really yes. love that one. Dorn the that's summer. from uh, yeah, Great that's summer. from uh, Junko Shirastu and Mariko Danma. I just happen to be on the wiki page right now. But yeah, Dorn the Summer's a great one. There's there's uh, quite a few other tunes, and it's just like uh, those Richard Jacks kind of smooth jazz. Uh, compositions to kind of mellow you out while you're playing it. Um, I mean, it had uh, quite a few good concepts in there, like playing two characters at a time. Um, Introducing the Chaotix. Yeah, it introduces the Chaotix for making the first Knuckles time. A pl- ma- making Knuckles the main character. Best best idea ever. Yeah, although Victor and Charmy <laughs> B have appeared before in other 
kind of forms. Um, uh, although, <laughs> I got a question why the... And yeah, Mighty. And oh, Mighty. Mighty. They weren't playable. And Mighty is technically, oh. I guess, a recolored Sonic sprite. Sonic 1 Well, he sprite. was in Sonic the Arcade, which I've, that's still oh, one yeah, of the only yeah. Sonic games I've never been able to play. Yeah. If, an, I, if, I, mean, I, ever, if I ever see that for sale, never. I'm buying that thing. <laughs> but I question a decision, like, when you're doing the um, claw machine, why they <laughs> why they even added Hedvig and Bond, because that just actually makes the game worse for you. Yeah, it's I think that was, I heard that was after the intention. Enough, it is. <laughs> was that yeah. that was, like, supposed to be, like, hard mode or something. Yeah, but, I mean, if you're picking hard mode, you know, on your own, that's fine, but if you're picking it accidentally, that's... <laughs> You don't thing, know, yeah. yeah. So uh, does, does anyone else want to open up with uh, talking about the level design? Well, it's originally supposed to be a game called Sonic, Sonic Crackers. Crackers. Yeah, on the Genesis. And so now you uh, they just ported that to the 32X, your handcuffed I, I to your friend. I heard some crazy stories about Sonic Crackers back in the day. Like, there was, like, there was po- supposed to have been a limited number of uh, retail copies released, and... <laughs> Only, after, only, only to find out a few year, few years later that was such bullshit. Sonic fans are could be real liars, you know. <laughs> it's the internet, my friend. It's not, it's not Sonic fans. Well, that yeah, is it's you know, fans. like school ground rooms, and so and such, and then that spreads out. And of course, me being a naive mean, teenager, I'd believe that crap. Yeah, my friend is like a Nigerian prince, and he's got all this money. He just needs to uh, put it in my, my my Swiss bank account, or you know. And then, and it, I mean, so so clearly, Sonic fans are just just terrible people by by comparison, right? No, no, it's just the internet, dude. That's just how it is. <laughs> Thank you like for correcting this... me. You are completely correct. <laughs> no, I just I just hate when people make like, um, and and it happens very naturally too. Like when you're with a, a certain fan base for too long, you start to get kind of jaded, yeah. and you're like. Man, we have the craziest people, and so like if it's the Sonic fan base, you're like, man, we have some of the craziest fans G- ever. You can look at some Sonic fan art, like that. and and you could actually make a, yeah, you can make a pretty valid argument. But then you should see some machines, at, fan comics. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, guys, <laughs> I've, I've seen some stuff. Believe me, I've seen some stuff, guys. I try not and to be. So, uh, you, sorry, go on. I was just because you you look right, you you think that. And then you take a step back from all of it. You take a step back from the Sonic community, and you you actually look at some other community. It's like Zelda. find something else that people are very passionate about. You could look at Zelda, sure. You could look at Star Wars. You yep. could look at Star Trek, and you start to examine the way that that community works, and and the differing levels of the passionate people within that community. And you find out, oh my gosh, there are people that are just as crazy, if not more crazy, about Star Wars <laughs> than many of our people that we thought were crazy about Sonic. And when you put it in perspective, you're like. You know, actually, doesn't seem so bad anymore. Yeah, for me, the, <laughs> so the that, fan that's what I've been tell, telling people for years that just any kind of obsessive fan base gets crazy and everything. For me, the <laughs> fan base yeah. that put things yeah. in perspective was the Zelda fan base, because you know I'm a casual Zelda fan. By and large, I think all the games are pretty good, but that, like there are some serious debates in that community. I think like every single game except Ocarina of Time is acknowledged as the worst Zelda game ever <laughs> in the Zelda community. <laughs> Like I've heard, I heard some stories. Like, yeah, you know what? The Sonic fan base—they're—they're—they're they're, they're cool. They're—they're they're at least par for the course. Like sometimes, you know, <laughs> you, you guys forget that. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, but everyone's uh, got the crazy. Back to Knuckles Chaotix. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, have did you ever own a 32X back in the day? I didn't. I did not own a 32X. I went straight up to the Saturn <laughs> at that time that was, and, and that bought probably, like Sonic R and Knights and. <laughs> it may have been a good choice in hindsight, but I just didn't have a lot of money. I had to like you know do all these extra chores to try and save up over weeks and weeks and weeks to get it. Um, 
I did not play a lot of Knuckles Chaotix. I think actually, have you guys seen uh, Awesome Chaotix by by yeah. Ian? Yeah, no, but I'm looking at. Oh wait, yes, I, I, I think I've seen that, that a while ago. That that for me was uh, was pretty amazing. <laughs> That's obviously not suitable for kids, so um, oh, I wouldn't recommend that to anyone that is easily offended. Isn't but suitable for kids, I curse all the time. <laughs> okay, okay, good, good, all right. But uh, yeah, that that video I thought was was kind of an amazing um, take on it and and the the ending, but. Uh, it, I thought it was a cool concept that you had the, the two characters and the sort of like the 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 bungee almost like tether element of uh, of that was was very yeah, interesting the, too. The bungee element is really cool. It's just the level it, design. Yeah, level design is where it, it suffers from it the same all... stuff as Sonic CD. Really, it, they're too big and crazy and kind of maze like, and it can yeah, be it's really like... hard to get gain momentum. You know, it's like you're running to the right, half pipe up. You're running to the left, half pipe, half pipe up. Running to the right again, half pipe up, on circle. And if you if you got a friend who gets stuck on the bottom, it takes forever to try to get him up to the top. But the thing is, and you're just bouncing. Half the time you would be bouncing around the screen like you're mad. There are two things I love about Knuckles Chaotix. The first, okay, three things. Um, but the, I'll go with the the better things first. First. Um, it's, probably, it's probably the only classic Sonic game I've, I've played where it not only like kind of plays around with the physics, it openly acknowledges the classic Sonic physics and does all these crazy things with them that you'd never think of doing with them before in any other Sonic game. And number two, when the level design is good and it, and it knows how to work with those physics and the various game and the various complicated game mechanics, it's probably one of the best best. Sonic games of of the nineties, when it's when the level design is good, and of course when certainly it, works, it, it has knuckles and the chaotics. And I, back then, back in the day, I loved playing as other characters in Sonic games. It wasn't taboo. I thought it was really cool, and I still love that about Knuckles Chaotix. That you can you can play as Vector, Charmy, Mighty, Espio is still the coolest looking Sonic character ever made, in my opinion. And they all have these different abilities and, and secondary moves and stuff. And ways to climb. Like, uh, I, uh, know, um, I, I, I know I, I, I know Espio can climb on walls. And uh, Vet... I, man, I forget. Knuckles uh, can, too. Yeah, yeah. Of, of course he can. He's Knuckles. But, um, but they introduce all these neat little abilities and stuff. I think Charmy, he could just... He had, like... A, unlimited flight or something. He, or at least he, he was very floaty. He felt very different from any other kind of Sonic game. So really, Knuckles Counts is just this really quirky, really physics-centric Sonic game that could have been so, so good if they hadn't gone so back, back crazy on the level design. <laughs> I still think the 3D bonus stages on that are pretty sweet. Yeah, they're, 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 they're good. Uh, does, does anyone want to comment on level design before I, I do? Because I've been talking for a while. <laughs> well, I think it. Unfortunately, um, I have I have never got a chance oh. to play this game because I never even heard about it until I got internet access back in '97, and then um, I can't find a 32x anywhere. But I did manage to find a copy of yes, Knuckles Chaotix at the local. Uh, speaking of, I wonder. Yeah, I did find Sorry, a. Go ahead. I did find a local copy of Knuckles Chaos at the local um, uh, used game store, but we're still waiting for them to get a 32X in. So. 
Speaking of, I was always wondered why that was never ported any to any system. I know it's hard to uh, port 32x games, but uh, I used I, to have a subscription to GameTap, and GameTap actually had Knuckles uh, Chaotix on it for a while. Well, I, I don't oh, I don't know about it being hard to port, but it's really easy to emulate 32x games. So it's possible that Sega just simply. Oh wait, well we probably should we speculate about Sega Sega's current policies? around you, Aaron? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, I, I have honestly no no idea about uh, the technical uh, okay. aspect of the stuff, so you guys All right, well, well, I, I suspect that Sega simply doesn't see, see a market for the, for the tiny 32X library, and so they just ignore all the games on it, including Knuckles Chaotix, I guess. Which is probably one of the, the only marketable 32X game available anyway, even though there are a bunch of good 32x games so you know um it'd be nice to see them digitally but anyway um that okay yeah go back, back to you jason i did like some of the personalities they were showing in some of the characters like if you're playing as vector and you're running for a long time he'll suddenly look at the to the screen and give you a little <laughs> thumbs up and then yeah go back to running again um, yeah, but it's just it's just the level design that kind of kills it. Otherwise, it would be a fantastic game. The music composition is really well done. I love the 3D levels. It's just like sometimes you're trying to get to a get out of the stage and you're climbing up as Knuckles and your char- your other characters just bouncing around. Yeah, the, the like stages crazy are just spinning. too big and vertical. You know, get, get, again, a lot like Sonic CD. And at when you can, when, when there's like lots of places for you to land and hold and sort of swing other characters up. Um, that's when the game is really good, when you can really use the bungee ability to get around. Because the bungee ability is really cool, and it's just it's really neat to move around with that. Because it's just so unique. Now, it's I have not... a feeling that the developers knew how to play it a certain way that just regular players couldn't figure out themselves. Yeah, that's possible. But I... But even then, like, I know there are some stages that are just so confusing to move around in. Like, I, I know there are a couple stages where I guess I keep going around in a circle, keep going around in a circle, because I don't know how to advance, there's no obvious way to advance, and so I'm just like, I'm, I'm searching around trying to figure out what to do. And in a Sonic game, that's just not a fun experience. Even, if, even one so heavily focused on physics as Knuckles' Chaotix, there needs to be this constant sense of progression in order for it to be fun. And when the game loses that, which happens too often, it, it just becomes, it's just not fun anymore. And unfortunately, that's the, one of the main reasons why I've never beaten it, despite the, it being the only Knuckles game. <laughs> well, that and the fact that it's really hard to get a copy of Knuckles Chaotix that still has an operational battery, which you cannot replace, unfortunately. It's like one of only a handful of uh, of uh, Genesis 32X games where the battery uh, is like built into the motherboard or something. There's no way to take it off. Some interesting like trivial facts is a. Uh, oh, um, and the... sorry, one more thing. I guess wanted to brag a little bit. Um, speaking of the Knuckles Chaotix comic book, I before Ken Penders um, did certain things, which because Aaron's around, I won't I won't say anything, <laughs> but. Before it was more, before it was morally questionable, I bought from him the original Knuckles Chaotix cover from Patrick Spaziente, 
And it remains my favorite piece of Sega memorabilia, of Sonic memorabilia because that is just such an awesome cover. And now I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I have quite a few uh, uh, Archie uh, Archie comic pages in my possession too, but I won't go into that right now. So <laughs> I'm gonna say one uh, little trivial fact on that. Uh, like in the comics, they had Charmy is 16 years old for quite a while. While and that was like a little mistake, I guess, made in the manual. In the Japanese manual, he was always six, but somehow in the American manual, he ended up uh, 16. He was just really mature, okay. <laughs> I think, I, I suspect that was probably focused on marketing Sonic as an older, edgier, cooler character, and so that meant making the characters older. Now, that, that was pretty common in platformers well, back then. Where they just... were, were all the other characters older in that manual too, or was it just Charmy? It was um, just Charmy. I think, yeah. I think what it was is that there was, a, <laughs> was, there was some kind of printing... I, I think it was a, a printing error, probably, where... Yeah, that was probably just a typo, then. Oh. I doubt that someone was like, man, this bee... <laughs> Needs to go well, from six years old to sixteen years old. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's like, all the kids are gonna buy. I don't, no, I, I think that was like just part of a lar- I think that was just part of a, sort of a larger marketing thing from from game companies back then because like you, you know how with Kirby and with most all these happy Japanese platformer characters, a- angry Kirby, they right. would give them yeah, angry Kirby, uh-huh. angry wrist star. Yeah, it, was, it was the attitude. I, I, uh, yeah, it was it was the edge that they wanted to give. I figure to, yeah, to, we'll, we'll make him a little yeah. older and. It's probably, it's probably <laughs> as part of some sort of blanket policy back then, I would suspect, to try to just make the make well, it a little older and edgier. Pro- yeah, if I had to, if I had to guess, I'd say probably it's probably a yes and a no. I doubt that Charmy. They were like, we need to make Charmy <laughs> ten years older. But but it is it is true that uh, a lot of Western companies, and in fact, you can see this in Sonic's initial design, right? If you look at the Japanese box art yeah. for Sonic 1 and the American box art for Sonic 1, you'll see a very stark contrast design even in classic Sonic. Um, just look at like the, the border, look at the outline of Sonic, and you'll notice it's, it's, it's very like drawn in. It's very edgy on the, on the Western version. That was done on purpose. Yeah. And so that was yeah. there's a lot of stuff that, that Madeline um, did back, back then, Madeline Schroeder, um, who some, some would call like the, the mother of Sonic in, the, in that day and age. Mm. Um, so yeah, you're, you're, I think you're right, Alex, in, in saying that in general, people did like to kind of age up things a bit for the Western market. That is true. Well, that, now, obviously, it doesn't say anything about Charmy, but that's just my theory. <laughs> I, I My guess is Charmy's pride is a typo. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, also, um, was it uh, Yuji Daka, I guess, when he... Uh, not Yuji Naka, I'm sorry. Uh, Takashi Izuka, when they rebooted mm-hmm. the Chaotix back in the uh, Sonic Heroes, they had made him detectives and... and <sighs> A lot of people going, oh, that doesn't make sense. They've never been detectives and whatever. And I've looked up the history of Sonic book, and I guess uh, Espio's character, back in the original Japanese uh, instruction manual, he actually was a detective that whole time. Man, I was so excited when they when they announced <laughs> the, the Chaotix for Sonic Heroes, and then we then and then they left out Mighty, who was the coolest character. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, I thought I always thought uh, yeah. the coolest. I mean, you got a purple ninja chameleon who could turn invisible, throw shrunkins and stuff. <laughs> so uh, you were you saying get the cameo in a lot of games, though. So. Yeah, I, I was gonna say. Uh, yeah, when I saw when they, they were making uh, the Chaotix as uh, detectives back in 2003, I was like, were they reading Archie Sonic comics or something? Because I remember there was one story arc where the. Uh, where the Chaotix did end up being detectives trying to solve a mystery uh, on Angel uh, on uh, the floating uh, island at the time. Uh, 
Yeah, and that was actually my first. Uh, that was actually my first uh, Knuckles comic that I ever read. So that's still my favorite. That's actually uh, one of my favorite story uh, arcs from the story arc. series. It, I think. Yeah, that's my favorite story arc. Sonics did have a little bit of influence on the game. I mean, if you notice in the games, the uh, Archie started becoming taller and lankier, and some of the stories became a little more dark and and uh, serious, especially like in Sonic 06, which is just an awful game. But at, at the time, that's kind of how the art was. <laughs> was going in, in the direction of the comic book itself. Sonic was getting taller for some reason and lankier. Yeah. Hmm. I haven't noticed that. I'll, I'll have to take and a look it, back at that. stories are usually it got you know, a little more dark I and think dramatic. It was, well, it was pretty dark already by, by Adventure 2, though. Yeah. I mean, they, they killed off one of the main characters at the end of the game, and it was like, wait, what? And, uh... Yeah. I cried. That was probably the first game I ever cried yeah. to the ending for. I literally cried, but Shadow was my favorite character, so yeah, I cried. I, I, didn't. I was like, no, why do they have to do that? Bring Shadow back! I got my wish, I so whatever. Cry, but I did say the same thing. Where the, that's the real Shadow. And then they make Shadow the Hedgehog, and I regretted it. <laughs> uh, I actually like Shadow the Hedgehog, but that's just mm. me, so, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be having a Sonic list uh, eventually of popular characters, Sonic characters I don't care for, and <laughs> that's Asset Shadow is actually gonna be on that list. So I'm not gonna get too many good, uh, positive comments because <laughs> I know there's put... a lot of Shadow fans. If you ever if you ever have something that involves the game Shadow the Hedgehog, bring me in. I will give you everything I love about Just that game. Just don't put on knuckles and you'll be fine. <laughs> put on knuckles and well, you know. I oh, know I like knuckles bad things a lot. happen. That's where I draw the line in terms of friendship. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's pretty much everything, unless we, unless anyone anyone has any comments on the uh, the, um, the the se- the Sonic sat down Sonic game, which thank God that didn't get made. <laughs> yeah, there was, a, there was a few prototype uh, Sonic games that never made it to market. That were oh, we've got uh, we've got yeah, we got that one at Sega. I played that one a couple ooh, years ooh, ago. What, um, what do you have at Sega? And it's well, it's it's we got we have that game. It's uh it's pretty pretty intense though. I mean, so the the ending to that game actually is the tail oh, dice. <laughs> oh, you're screwing I'm with me. I'm with you guys. We don't actually have that. Aaron, game. you're I'm on my enemies list. It's <laughs> <laughs> not to say that game is probably as real as Big's Fishing Adventure, whatever oh, oh, thing. Oh, oh, Big's Fishing you know. Adventure Three All Stars Transform featuring Wario and Mr. Game and Watch is a real thing. I will have you I know. I got to see it behind the at E3. At E3 one year. That will be. Well, I mean, not not this year, obviously. Maybe like twenty eighty seven or twenty ninety three. Um, but you know, my my children and my grandchildren will be presenting that game in an E three, and it will be a very glorious moment for them and me in a wheelchair, uh, crying, crying this tears. This game has been developing for ninety years, just so that we can. We are proud to present today. the the longest developed Sonic game in history, with a total of seventy three and a half years time to bake in the oven. Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean that, that game, I would love to actually release that game. I, I've got people working on a very, very lovely splash screen for me. So maybe Big's Big Fishing Adventure 3 will actually happen. But that whole Sonic Saturday morning game, yeah, that was just, that was a joke. That's not a real Wait, thing. Wait, really? Like, of course. <laughs> Big's Big. <laughs> right. God, this, right I, the original prototype was real, did, but did you guys... what you were saying was fake. Oh, yeah, yeah, what, what I was saying was fake. We don't, I've, I've never, it's I've 11 never played 15 it. It's 11.15 over I mean, here, man. I'm, I'm... <laughs> My Alex, brain isn't all Alex, here right all, now. <laughs> all I know, man, is my that for some, reason, for some reason in some of the documents that I've seen, it says that Tails is allergic to bees. 
and I don't know why it says that. And it's just, it's weird, right? Anyway, I'm sure that has nothing to do with anything that will ever happen in a future Sonic <laughs> game. So we can just totally stop discussing it and we can move on to another point. That's totally cool. <laughs> That's like uh, with Knuckles likes grapes. What does that have to do <laughs> with anything, really? Yeah, Knuckles likes grapes. Tails is allergic to That's bees. Just I, mean, to establish I don't that know Knuckles why. Knuckles is not an anteater. He's a, gre- he's a grape eater. He has a, he has a refined palate compared to his other echidna brethren. So I guess well, Tails is so going it wrong. It's, it's a chidna. It's a chidna, guys. <laughs> Everyone's been getting it wrong. You know, you know, <laughs> back, back when I first saw or Knuckles, Icky. I thought yeah. he was a girl. I, when, when I read him in the Archie comics, he had a girl's voice for like six months. And then I realized, finally of, realized he was a dude. I don't know why it took me so was long. It like you thought, you thought, you thought the dreads were like yeah. a feminine sort you of hairstyle thing? I thought Knuckles was a thing. I thought Knuckles was a girl for like six months. <laughs> But, like, now he's... It's almost as bad as how people thought Tails now was a girl for a long comics, time. Knuckles still has a somewhat effeminate voice in my brain. <laughs> and I don't care to change it. That is, no, that is the Knuckles I voice. See, I see. Speaking of Tails as a girl, I heard that, like, in the Spanish dubs, I guess, of Sonic X, he actually is considered a girl. Really? Oh, that's new. That, that'd be interesting. Hmm. Uh, that's probably just as bad as how ADV kept referring to Knuckles as a mole. Yes, not. <laughs> yes guys, the, let's do let's do our research on our uh, our transfer translation of a Japanese uh, anime, ADV movie, right? and let's be sure to call them a mole instead fair, of an echidna. Though that he is called an echidna, and for all intents and purposes, he is much more physically closer to a mole because echidnas they do not dig through the ground; they just dig a hole and then sit in it and they just uh, expose their spikes. But Yeah, but but real hedgehogs are blue and most foxes have two tails. And uh, right. echidnas also don't have <laughs> mu- e- echidnas also do not have the uh, the the muzzles. They have these weird uh, s- straw little anteater tongue thingies. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the story where Eggman stops Sonic with just a giant cardboard tube and Sonic just wants to stick his head in it and <laughs> stuck in the tube. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was the story to Sonic Labyrinth on the Game Gear. Right. I, I think that's yes. how that went all worked that's out. Exactly what oh God, I love that story. He has, Eggman finds him asleep, has every opportunity to kill him, and instead just steals Trick his shoes. Swaps his swaps. shoes. He swaps well, that's because shoes. Eggman isn't really a villain. He's just he's just a big fat troll. He's the original internet troll, except he did it in real life. That's like my comic about like Sonic Jump, where I just stole the like took back like, the images for Sonic Jump, but basically that story, Eggman just places Flickies way up on high perches, and they had Sonic going, "Well, what's the point of that? Why, why are you doing that? It's because I'm a dick." <laughs> I think that's pretty much Eggman in a nutshell. I just think I just think that I just think that Eggman just has a lot of respect for Sonic that that he won't kill him because why else is he designing his robots after him? I think or like that cracked article where it, or so, they were saying I guess that Sonic's world is actually just artificially made by Eggman to keep him busy while he's destroying the planet or what have you. <laughs> you know, there, there there could be something. Which, between we, which you think? Yeah, which you think when you see the bonus levels of Sonic One or Two, where there's just some magical kind of odd place. There might be some behind that. <laughs> yeah. The kaleidoscope backgrounds yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you never know. You never know, guys. I don't know. I think Eggman 
he did have some moments in like in Sonic Adventure 2 where he was definitely clearly a villain, um, definitely trying to take Sonic out. I mean, he like ejects him into space, <laughs> and that that stuff happens. But certainly if, during Sonic Labyrinth, I don't know, something else was going on entirely in that in that time period in Eggman's well, life. Well, you know, so could, I don't I don't know it, what was happening. It could be that um, Eggman just never expected the space capsule plan to work. <laughs> Or something. Or... There was actually there was a sticky note in there that said "Use Chaos Control, Dummy," and so that whole cutscene is actually planted by Eggman. Eggman's like the engineer of all the storylines. That would be a rather interesting way to look at Sonic games. What if it was all planned by Eggman every single what if he's, game? What if he really is a, What if he really is a genius? That would explain he doesn't why have any interest in taking over the world, and he's just bored. He's just he's just some bored, really smart guy who likes screwing with a little blue hedgehog. Well, I just think, I just think, uh, I don't know whether Eggman's just confused about what he wants to do, because in one game, he's trying to blow up a planet just to unlock well, a dark energy, and then, and then a couple of games later, he's so concerned about draining the energy of the planet that he leaves it alone and lets the other bad guys do it. <laughs> one thing that I've always wondered about is what would Robotnik do after he conquered the world? I mean, sure, we've technically seen the Satan, we've seen a few versions of that, that but... That's not, you know, the Sega Robotnik. That's the more eviler Robotnik. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious what uh, Eggman's uh, political policies would be. <laughs> I don't know. That's a, that's a very good question. No. I have no idea. How do we call out Sonic Chronicles? Hmm. What, what? What? What's Sonic Chronicles? I've never heard of that game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we just pretend is, it doesn't that, exist. Okay, thing? gotcha. I've never heard of that game. I'm sure it has. I'm sure it must have great music, though. <laughs> really, that's one thing that bugs me about take over the world plots in general. Is okay. What's his mag scientist going to do once he takes over the world? I mean, because there's more to taking over the world than just taking over the world. You have to govern now. You have to be a, a politician, and you have to like run well, the economy. Not if, not if all your citizens. No, not if all your citizens are robots. There's no healthcare to worry about. All you got to worry about is like parts and well, and just keeping production going, right? Yeah, especially if everyone's yeah. a robot. So yeah, in the games. I don't think he tries to turn everybody into robots. And I think not my favorite is like anyway. the, the Mario and Sonic <laughs> at the Winter Olympics DS stories, where him and Bowser are trying to take over the Olympics. I'm like, what the heck are they gonna do if they actually do that? Just sit there and co- committees and plan out the events and stuff. All the gold. What is this? A Saturday morning cartoon plot or something? <coughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just silly. Yep. But that's yep. Eggman in a nutshell. Well, cool. It's, it's, it's that's, just, that is Eggman. He's a, he's a very complex character, guys. There's a lot more to Eggman than meets I, the eye. I, I, it sounds like you're being a little sar- yeah. sarcastic with that, but I actually kind of agree with that. No, I'm not. Like, I'm, I'm not. Like, oh. he's, he honestly is more complex than you might think. Oh, well, he's more yeah. complex than Sonic, anyway. Yeah, that's part of the show. Perhaps. I don't know. forward to Sonic <laughs> Boom, because I just want to see some of the ridiculous ideas he comes up with. Yeah. I do hope yeah. that Sonic Boom is good, but that's all I will say about that because we are here. We are here to talk about things that are not current. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Anyway, uh, it's yeah. been quite a while. This is out going into an hour and forty minutes. Uh, I guess we'll yeah. be wrapping it up for right now. Yes. Sounds good. All right. Aaron, all right. is there anything you would like to plug? You know, I'm sure any, any like anything? major corporations sure. or projects that you're affiliated with. <laughs> Major corporations or projects? Um, I mean, no, not nothing like crazy. Um, let's see. Last Christmas, some friends and I released a 
a fan game using uh, RPG Maker that we'd been working on, and it was a it was a fan game actually based on the world of, of Spiral Knights, which is a um, free-to-play game that's developed by Three Rings, which is is also part of Sega. And uh, so we like created this this fan game and, and built it all and had like a custom soundtrack, my old PSL friends, and we released that game um, to try and raise money for a charity called Child's Play. Huh. Uh, and, and Child's Play really? is a really great charity that. Um, tries to bring video games to kids that are stuck in hospitals Aww. that can't really like get back to their normal life, right? So it's what it's trying to do is bring a bit of normalcy to the lives of kids that don't have normal lives. And I thought that was such a really great um, effort on their part. And so we released the game to try and raise money for for that charity. So if I guess if I was going to plug anything, I would I would take a moment to plug Child's Play just because I think um, that's a great charity. And so if anyone is it's considering donating mm-hmm. money or trying to do stuff like that, it's a great way to to use video games as a way to to change people's lives and kids' lives for the better. Mm. So that's what that's what I would spend my time plugging. So thank you for the opportunity to do that. You're welcome. All right, um, yeah. Shane, uh, do you want to do a shout out for Sonic Revolution? Yeah, uh, we had some recent news just coming as of last Friday. We actually got Tommy Tallarico from Video Games Live, who's actually going to be dropping by and. Uh, be a part of Sonic Revolution. Uh, he's going to be on stage talking about uh, uh, producing so- uh, music for a uh, Sonic game because, you know, he did the music for Sonic and the Black Knight, which is actually my and my husband's favorite game to play, and we love the music from that. So just to have Tommy Tallarico uh, be there, yeah, it's we'll going to be awesome. Yeah, is the absolute best thing about Black Knight, and uh, that's a really good soundtrack right there. I, I, I more know Tommy Tallarico... Tommy Tallarico for his work on Earthworm. He did Earthworm Gems music, right, Jason? Yes. Yeah. And yes. He, he was also on that uh, reviewer show, Judgment Day. That's that's why. I'm yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, pretty one cool la- get, guys. <laughs> one last thing I wanted to add. Uh, I'm trying to boost the listenership here. So, if you've been listening in mm-hmm. this far, um, those of you in the U- U.S., I got a little contest going on right now—a trivia contest to win a free cut. Co- a uh, free Sega Genesis, not the uh, official one, but the those at games, <laughs> 16 one Sega Genesis. Uh, it's still pretty cool. Place Genesis and Mega oh, yeah. Drive games. Sound chip yeah, is not the too good. The sound though, is I'll awful. I'll be very honest. Um, but anyway, here's the here's the trivia question. There were two characters that first appeared in Japanese manga before they appeared in Sonic games. Uh, give us the names of those two characters. And be the fifth, uh, be the fifth person to answer that in our comments section here on Sega Bits, and you'll win that Genesis. And for anyone who skipped ahead to this part for whatever reason, uh, we did actually an- give out one of those uh, answers. Well, actually, um, uh, Shane gave out the answer to gave out one of the answers to, to this in the podcast. So uh, good luck looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, and if, I, if, if my Walmart sells out of that Genesis, then I'm going to completely edit this part out. <laughs> uh, wait, you don't have it yet? No, I have to buy it on Thursday. Huh. But I'm sure well, I'll still um, have it. Yeah, I mean, it's not as if people are rushing out to get uh, a, a mediocre, a, a um, well, okay, it's a good, it's a good Genesis clone system. Don't call system. it mediocre. It's a it's good a Genesis prize. clone don't, system. Don't call it mediocre. No one's going to want to win. Yes, it's a good Genesis clone system. But for me, like sound is a very important part of my Genesis of my Genesis games, and it really messes up the sound. All these clone consoles mess up the sound, and it just depresses me. <laughs> but 
Like I said before, this is going to be a U.S. only uh, yeah, giveaway because I cannot US afford only. the postage for Europe. I'm sorry. But you know, if you, if you want, if you want to play some awesome, fun Genesis games, you know, this is this is this is this is a good option. This it's is got good some option. rare games in there. I think it's got Game Ground as one of them. And that one's oh yeah, rare. yeah, Game Ground. I, I've heard great Game things Ground, about e. that. Game Ground, and uh, quite a few others. I think it also has Arrow Flash. Yeah. That's uh, I think that's I think that's actually an import only release or something. It's like, man, trying to win. It's like it's a shooter anyway. I think it's a character based shooter. Anyway, I want to so, uh, I want to thank uh, Aaron and uh, and Shane for showing up. Uh, I'm very I was very happy to have you guys on the show. I know we had to work real hard with emails back and forth uh, with Aaron to get uh, to get him on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was tough yeah, no, finding thank, the right thank time. You, uh... <laughs> thanks thanks for having me and thanks for being so flexible to make it happen. Yeah. Really appreciate it. It was fun. No problem. Yeah, yes, this it, is it awesome. Was, uh, great having you on outside of an interviewing capacity, Aaron. We got to learn learn, learn a little bit about the early days of Sega, which was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so very fun sharing. Can you tell that. us anything about uh, Kalinsky? Kalinsky. Oh, Tom Tom yeah. Kalinsky? Um well, uh, what what can I tell you? That's a, that's a few things I can tell you that that are definitely fine. Um, let's see. One of the things that I thought was pretty cool was that um, when we were doing some of the interviews, um, one person kind of was like was like was like the spotter, right? So you're the person that when they're doing the interview, they look at you and you're like the focal point of the interview. And I got to I got to do that for a couple of the people we interviewed. <laughs> and for me, I was like, this is the coolest moment. Like <laughs> I'm hearing this story as if it's being told straight to me, and. Um, and all of that stuff is is in the documentary. Not, there's nothing like secret there that isn't already out there. Um, but so I, I got to talk to Tom quite a bit, and um, and it was it was again me trying not to be total fangirl moment. Um, <laughs> I tried really hard. It was all four of them guys: Tom Kalinsky, Madeline Schroeder, Shinobu Toyota, and Al Nielsen in a room together. <laughs> and it's like this is the old Sega Dream Team, and I'm like, man, play it cool. But eventually, um, this was actually at E3 last year, right? So we're here we are promoting Sonic Lost World, and up walks Tom Kalinske and Shinobu Toyota, and they have like they have a camera crew behind them, and here's here's the craziest, most surreal moment for me. They walk up, and they look at me, and there's this moment of recognition, and they walk up and like shake my hand, and Tom shakes my hand, he's like, "How are you doing?" And in my mind, I'm like, "Oh my god, I cannot believe this is happening right now!" Like. If I had ever told this to 10-year-old me as a kid that this moment would be happening right now, he would never believe it. And so it was like, you know, and again, it's like, okay, play cool, Aaron, play cool. It's just like two of the biggest legends in Sega history. Okay, hey, it's good to see you. How are you doing? You know, and and so that was that was how that went. But that was that was such a, a cool, really surreal moment. So that's that's a, a fun story I can can share with you guys about you know, my own sort of that, that, that is the best thing about E3 it is That's where a... dreams come alive and then they shake your hand oh god yeah I've had I've had that picture of me with <laughs> it, it, funny. and Yuji Naka's wallpaper on my PC for the longest time because I was so oh happy to meet both of them at the same time oh that was yeah. oh my god when I when I had a chance to meet Yuji Naka that was another that was a surreal moment for me because I had already uh, I had been in correspondence with him back in 2000 because I actually owned the the uh, domain huh. SonicTeam.com, and uh, yeah, I actually had it. So it it was no longer being in. I was no longer actually 
uh, actively using it. I had moved on to SonicUnderground.net. I was working on SonicUnderground.net <laughs> at the time. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I came home from school one day, and there's this big package just sitting in the hallway. I'm like, what is this? And I, I go up to the box, and it says it's from Sega of Japan. I'm like, what? And I opened it, and inside is a letter and a box full oh, of Sonic Adventure God. plushies. And they bribed you for it. And the, the letter, the letter <laughs> was from Mr. Yuji Naka himself asking me if he could have the uh, domain SonicTeam.com, and I just Oops. was part of like, yes, I was trying. I I emailed him back. I was like, "Yes, you may have this." I, you know, most people will be like, "Why didn't you charge him?" Oh, you keep giving me plushies. Why you would I ask the man? Folks, this is the difference. <laughs> this is the difference. I'm not gonna like, ask this man I'm for money. Glad work. We just said plushies, so we don't have to. I was gonna say they, they just bribed you for the domain. This is the difference yeah. between Sega and every other console maker. <laughs> Microsoft and Sony will sue your ass. Sega will send you plushies and a letter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I, I responded like, yes. I, you know, we, we dealt with um, having to get the thing notarized, having to get the uh, deal notarized and send, get transferred uh, to uh, Sega of Japan. And they sent me even more stuff Aww. afterwards. I mean, they sent me t-shirts. Wow. They sent me they more plushies. Uh, I, got, I ended up... I ended up getting stuff from Sama de Amigo plushies and... Uh, uh, sampler soundtrack uh for the main theme song and um so i held on to that letter for the longest time that was my That's cherished so cool. prize right That's there such a cool story. and uh, so when sonic boom 2011 came through uh, i i actually took the letter with me just to show other fans that yes i got the you know i actually corresponded with uh, uh -huh. mr naka <laughs> but when i saw him on the floor i took that letter out and i approached him and i just I didn't know what to say, so I just held up the letter to him. My hand was shaking, and he took the letter, and he looked at it, and he looked at it for a moment before looking at me, and his he, his face just lit up. He realized who I was, Aww. and he uh, he actually wanted to take a picture with me. Yeah, so I, I was, and he tweeted about it. And I'm like, oh my god, I, I was shaking so bad. <laughs> and then that was also the same night I met Spin Jocelyn. So that was that was yeah, awesome too. That was a good night, man. Thinking back to that, that was yes. Oh, it was crazy behind the behind the stage too. There was a lot of a lot of stuff going on there, and that there was a moment when it was like all of the old team together, and then I'm standing there with them, and I'm like, oh man, it's another one of those surreal moments, <laughs> like. <laughs> Jun Sinoe and Izuka san, yeah, Nakasan. This boom 2012. Or... <laughs> yeah. No, this is the first year. This 2011. Was the very first year that we did uh. it. Yeah, that was a that was a crazy year. It was there was so much fun yes. stuff, and, and yeah. My husband was so mad that night because he he unfortunately he was uh, underway because mm -hmm. he's in the navy. So unfortunately he was out at wow. sea that week, so he couldn't go. So I ended up using my extra ticket and gave it to my be one of my best friends, and we end up going. Good, so he he was mad he didn't get a chance to meet uh, people and stuff like that. So it was like it was one of my best nights, but at the same time I was kind of sad that my husband wasn't with me for that night. So. That's Right, 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 right. Awesome. It was, yeah, it was, it was a really cool, it was a really, really cool oh, night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Such good stories. Those are, that's a really good story. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that. That is Shane. the best story. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best one I think to go out on. Well, thank you again, everybody, yeah, for agree. showing up. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and, thanks for having us. And, uh, probably be doing a Saturn month or a yeah, Master System awesome. month uh, later this year, and I'd love to have uh, you both on again for that. 
Probably not Master System. Yeah, I'll be around for that. Yeah, Call sure. me when we get to Knights. I'll be here. <laughs> All right. Oh, we'll, be, we'll, we'll definitely do something with Knights. I guarantee you. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. Um, awesome. one, one more thing. Um, one more piece of news, actually, uh, for listeners. Um, Sonic... It did not. We did. We did not wait a month to release Sonic Talk because we took a while to to get things together. It's because from now on, Sonic Talk will be a monthly podcast rather than a bi-weekly podcast. It just allows us to put together a better show and get better guests and do something more interesting. So uh, you know, last time we had a uh, five people on and we had our twenty-fifth anniversary show, and this and this time we had a uh, Aaron Weber and. Uh, and, and, and Shane, we got to talk about old Sonic games, and here's some great stories. So, I hope you'll uh, appreciate the slightly new scheduling that we'll be doing, and uh, hope you'll continue listening. All right. And uh, now I'm done. <laughs> all right, and thank you again, <laughs> everyone, and you have all have a great night. Thanks. You too. And, uh, see ya.